Yes. I'm going to explain why that just happened. Is everyone all right? Yep. <laughs> it's hockey season. <laughs> and what happens when you drive on ice? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's good. I mean, I, that's a laugh there, buddy. That... I was looking up the, the at the end of the show, you'll hear a story. I was looking up research on it, and I came across another story that's just. Okay. I don't gotta, even know. You got to listen to the end. You got to listen to the end. <laughs> But this is the beginning because we take this after because we want to give you a flavor for the show. And as you can see, rambunctious. AJ's fueling his oats. That's all I'm going to say. But this is an offer. If you're one of those guys that like hockey, it's a no-brainer. If you're one of the guys that hasn't bet hockey but you're thinking, I might want to bet a little hockey, this is the offer for you. So the entire season of hockey is $349 regular price. Now you might think, who are you going to get? Well, maybe Mr. Scott Seidenberg. Up 21 units last regular season in hockey. Or maybe Steven Over, 72 and 56 on his triples in hockey. And the, the guy that wins at pretty much everything, Goodfella, 37 and 28 on his triples. Now, you pick one of those guys. And again, you know Scott, so he's obviously a strong option. And he had. Now, you, my understanding is you're even getting a, a little tighter where you're going to have, because you're three stars. And all your sports have done very well. You've had a little extra volume. You're thinking of, of, of trimming a little bit of that, huh? Yeah, but I'll still have yeah, I mean, I'm just very saying. good volume, especially in the NHL regular season last year, over 250 plays. And uh, off to a 3-0 start plus seven units this, this season. Now, that's encouraging. Now, let's think about this. It's all mid-October or so. All right, so you have October the rest of then. November, December, January. Okay. February, March, April, May, and then half of June. For 350 regular price, you're getting eight months of picks. Yeah. So let's say you said, I'm taking two months off. It still would be a value. If you say, I'm taking off every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday, it's still a value. I'm not sure how this wouldn't be a value, Fez. If you played one game a week, it'd be a value. Eight months? What do you think? That's like, one game a week, it's like playing one month every single day. Yes. You're getting, like, you're getting like 38 plays, playing yeah. once a week. That's a, I mean, think about it. So we're going to go better than that. We're going to give you ice, ice. And, you know, that's a coupon code, but that's what happens. Let me see. What happens when you drive on ice? Uh-huh. Well, that's if you're betting hockey without this stuff. But the coupon code is ice ice. That's two. You know, think back to what was um, was that Marky Mark? Vanilla, no, ice. vanilla ice. Vanilla ice. Ice ice baby. You know, I actually have a vanilla ice trading card I ordered from eBay recently. Does I it just, say vanilla ice or is it Rob Van Winkle? He the dude that slept for forty years. No, Rob Van Winkle is vanilla ice. <laughs> I'm confused. But anyway, you're getting a lot of hockey cheap. It's ice ice is the coupon. You go to pregame.com. You pick what you want, Scott, Nova, Goodfellow. Fez, you don't do hockey. I have a rare play, but I don't sell an annual. All right. Yeah. Well, I, that'd be hard, like four plays a year. Yeah, it's, like, it's very, very spot if you You're like me, get... Fez. I, I'm one to know this season, not to brag. Did, did he, like, huff glue or something? <laughs> I mean, I gave him a compliment. He's like McKenzie, and he's been going, I mean, Can listen. you get a DUI for operating a Zamboni? I think it has DUI on that keyboard of his. He, he's going to have to have a breathalyzer on that thing. Ice Ice, go to pregame.com. 
pick it. And there's also other things. You know that. Check that out. On to the show. Week six preview, and AJ somehow is out of his sick bed. Did, did you have last rites performed? I, an exorcism, or, or there was a priest. I don't are know you, what he was are doing. Are you really doing that with your voice? <clears throat> yeah, it was an exorcism. That's just my voice. No, no. You're going, it's just my voice. I mean, it's like your voice is crazy. Does he sound normal? It's been three weeks. <laughs> I mean, that's I almost, Fez who's been forgot, three weeks. I almost forgot what he sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's his new voice. I missed zero episodes of Straight Out of Vegas. I gutted it out. I just didn't come in here and infect you guys last Wednesday. That was it. Somehow, Fez infected me Monday. I was at work on Wednesday. I don't know how that is. And then Fez somehow with the same illness. Did you really text today, still not 100%? I'm still not feeling right. <laughs> But you didn't test positive for COVID? I tested twice, negative both times. I'm going to test again t- t- tomorrow. For Why? To what end? Because you want to know whether you have it. Why? Because you don't want to like walk out and like give it to people. But you're doing it, it right now. You're here with Everyone us. Everyone else has like been exposed to me multiple <laughs> times during my trials here. I'm immune for at least a couple of weeks, I think. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Steve Fezzik joins. So does Scott Seidenberg. I mean, I'm the Iron Man. You know, I'm just the last man standing. <laughs> Everyone else is sick. I'm, I'm here. And the star of the show, Mackenzie River, 17 and 7 in the Super Contest in 18th place. How many people were in that thing? I'm not sure. Look, look it up. up. What do you think, Fez? How many is in there? I guess 1250. If he wins, you'd be mad if he won it. No, I'd be very happy. Would you? What happens if he won three in a row? I'd be very happy. <laughs> I would be. You'd be like poisoning him. Like you'd be putting ground up glass in his Cheetos. No, he's like, <laughs> you don't think I want McKenzie to win? Of course I think I want you wouldn't mind one. I don't think you'd want I'd him to win. I'd love him th- to win eight in a row. Eight in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying the odds are against it. Oh my gosh. Astler's going against me? I don't like that at all. I just looked at the best bet. And there's other people against me. Literally everybody. (laughs) I like it. I like it. I like it. The big cheese. All right. We got, as we talked about last week, AJ wasn't here. Um, We're doing three side picks and then the options on the twos and ones to do team totals, game totals, that kind of thing. First half. First half. Second half. Third half. No. (laughs) <laughs> All right, now what do we got? We got some a triple like, right? We've got a big crossfire with me. We got picks from Asler, picks from the Hitman. Hitman's been cold, huh? He's doing fine. He's like, it's his props. He had the. He, he, I saw him on some video. He had his head down. He was crying. He, <laughs> he went like he had a phenomenal preseason, and then the first four weeks he was like forty eight percent, and he was and he was like, I can't believe it. I lost money in September. <sighs> Kids, closing line value though, really good closing. Oh, line value. there you go. Shot up that trophy. Thirteen hundred and one contestants. Ooh, twelve fifty. Good line. Thirteen oh one. And he's 18th. And the NBA season's starting up. Did I hear this rumor, Mackenzie, you're going to have season win totals in the NBA? I did. I just put my first one up today. Uh, this guy. It's Maybe times passes by, Fez. Can I poach him? Is Oklahoma City over good, Mackenzie? 
I think it's run. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of hype train. I think it's two wins too high already. Okay, you know too much. I think the 49ers might be good in football too, as long as they don't land twelve. <laughs> They land 12, I'm going to be, like, going out for the dollar loan center. Yeah. All right, so before we get started, quickly, AJ, tell us, the last week when you weren't here, what was it that you thought was the biggest story? You know, like, what's your impressions of sports? The Bills look pretty good against the Dolphins is all I've uh, – I didn't get a chance to talk to you about that. <laughs> Strong take. Uh, I think oh, the Bills are better for, than the you Dolphins. You for three weeks ago? That, that's the last time I was here. That's what you asked. <laughs> it, it, it is – you really think about it. AJ's got a lot going for him, but he does have a sad sack way about him sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it is a shame that you – I mean, Herbert won, right? Uh-huh. And and the Bills just dominate. I mean, I was way wrong in that Miami pick. And I couldn't be here. And, you, and somehow you had a cough and you couldn't be here. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we start every show. Now, we're going to give McKenzie a best bet slot because of this run he's on. Or I don't even know if it's a run. It's just his life. <laughs> but he's still number one. Now, remember, Fez, I, I don't know. You probably didn't hear. You weren't here, AJ. Um, I heard the show. Did, I, well, did you hear about Faz in the seat? No. So you didn't hear the show. I did hear the show, but I. Well, what happened in a in a a, a, rank, um, a high energy moment, rambunctious moment? I said, if you're not above five hundred, by when? Week eight. Mm-hmm. After. Oh, I get the seat. You get the seat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that. You you ready to step up? I'm ready. Our records are all on the back. Up, updated records. I'm updating them every week now. Make, make yeah, sure well, I bet. Out. I bet. I bet. Um, Fez, I'm 12 and 13. You're 10, 12, and 3. AJ, 17 and 7 and 1. Scott is 15 and 8, though he hasn't won a best bet yet. I push. And Mackenzie, 17 and 7. Up is down. Down is up. Bunch of squares running the show here. <laughs> the uh, uh, hold on, hold on. Your Pittsburgh Pirates were in first place after 25 games. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, are you ready to bat from here on? No. Fez, continue. Let's go. Five star. Five star. Or five weight. <laughs> five weight. I'm going with the Indianapolis Colts plus four against the Jacksonville <laughs> Jaguars. And this is my four. <sighs> AJ's one. And Dave Essler's best bet as well. And I have. Jacksonville. <laughs> Let me make my case two major, re- one major reason, one minor reason. By the way, my Jacksonville is a four-star. Before the season started, I put a little sticky here, and I said, unless something drastically happens, Fez, you want to bet on Indianapolis in this game. It's all about the schedule. Jacksonville goes to London, and they play back-to-back games in London, away from home for nine days, and they play great. They win both of them. So I see this as a very fat, happy team heading home and primed to not have a good week of practice, not to be focused. And why would they be focused? They already beat Indianapolis in Indianapolis week one. So you're saying – in now here's an interesting point. You're saying in division, all right, you're mm-hmm. saying in division, they're not going to care. They're going to be mm-hmm. overconfident. Now, Mackenzie, will you do me a favor? Will you look up the record of Jacksonville at home against Indianapolis? Sure. So I'm not sure if you recall this. Do you? Is it starting to come back I, to you, Fez? I, it is coming back to me. <laughs> but they uh, haven't beat them in Jacksonville since like 2011. Now, so that's a positive. Well, yeah. Motivation when you dominate, 
No, no, no. Jacksonville has won every game since 2011. Beautiful. They're going to be overconfident. Remember, so they already won week one. Remember last year we talked about – this is in Jacksonville. Remember last year we talked about how the odds were like a quarter million to one? When yes. We, okay. Yes. I mean, obviously, this isn't just walk by the roulette wheel and see 20 straight blacks um, or see four blacks. or see, When you start seeing 17 in a row, you start be, being worried – but the spot's just too good. I have to invest in Indianapolis here. The fact that they, these teams played a, a close statistical game week one, and Jacksonville got a phony win by 10 points. They got both those wins in London. Uh, the, the spot just screams Indianapolis, and my power ratings make the game four. So the line is fair, and the situation's great. I'm on Indy. No, I made this so, my So four. just to be clear, we're saying the situation is great. Let's look at the, re- the results here. So in, in 2015, they lost – in Jacksonville. Now, Mackenzie, can you pull up for me how many games Jacksonville won in these seasons? You could just go to the Wikipedia page for that. Sure. Tell me when you're ready. Scott, you continue, then we'll do this after yours. Yeah, I know where you're going with this. But, uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So this is my four weight on Indy, and as Fez mentioned, this, it's all about the spot, playing two straight games in London and then returning home. We now Does the know- market know about this? Uh Market doesn't care about this yeah, stuff. I don't think the market cares. So the, the market is not sharp. Closing line value does not matter. The market, the what market cares. If, the more I do this, the more the stat geeks love the stats and this mm-hmm. and all the situations and the trends and the like is. They say it's narrative. They they do in, in their own betting. I mean, bottom line is they're going to back who they think the situations <laughs> and the numbers support. And here's what we do. I, I'm sorry, the, the like the, the, like the, the, the pure stat numbers. And here's the stat that we do know. It's the reason why I was on the Texans last week going up <laughs> against the Falcons. 11 times now in history, a team has come back from London without the bye. And every single one of those 11 was either tied or losing in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So if but that, that, I mean, that doesn't mean that they're going to cover. Defi- <clears throat> that stat by definition tells us that they have done. Ju- Are you going to cough the whole show? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, you want to get a cough button set up. Maybe. I've got one, actually. I, I, I forgot about it. it. Yeah. Test it real quick. <coughs> All right. I didn't Better? Know. Yeah. I wouldn't turn to the other mics, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Saying that stat shows us what, like, like obviously, was, it doesn't mean that, that they're covering That if you actually not. look at the game, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It just means that they're close games in the fourth quarter. And I'll take my chances with a close game in the fourth quarter. And everyone's, so, I know it, it sounds like, the the popular thing to say, but I do believe that Gardner Minshew gives this team a better chance of winning than Anthony Richardson. If we look at our composite quarterback rankings, Richardson ranks 27th. Minshew collectively has been better than him in limited time. So what do you and your power rankings have for quarterback here? I have them equal. I would have had I would have had Richardson better Week one, the way he's, the way we found out he's, he's playing, mm-hmm. but but with with the multiple injuries, I'm concerned that when he comes back, he's not going to be willing to like take on linebackers. But the real question is, how it, it was the quarterback that's played up to this point versus Minshew? Richardson's been a little, <laughs> smidge I, better. Minshew, Minshew's he gra- hasn't been. PFF grades but, 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 Minshew but, grades ten points higher than in, than Richardson. But, this but, but in terms of going forward, if you said if if Richardson was 100 percent healthy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd rather have Richardson, but but only by like a half a point. I do think it's noteworthy that this is the first week that Minshew knows going into the week that he's the starter. Uh, the last time Richardson was hurt, it was Richardson. Maybe he's going to play. Maybe he's not. I think in yeah. I think in 
the building, they had a pretty good idea. But, you know, they don't let it be known. But in general, they there's not a lot of surprise. Okay, you're probably right. But, I mean, Minshew knows now he's going to start for the next couple weeks at least. So he's he's taking so all the reps. what does that mean? He's preparing to be the starter. Okay, so he's preparing for the game like he did the last time when he was hurt, right? Well, I mean, there's been two games that he got put in in the middle of the okay, game. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would kind of rather he just was getting one game to start instead of the next five or whatever mm-hmm. it is because mm-hmm. I, I love the idea of like, oh, well, this is my all-in audition, so I, I know here's a guy that – is going to be engaged all week long with, you know, as far but as excessive tape study and whatever it takes. To know? AJ's point, in, in that one week that he did prepare to be the starter, and you say they knew in the building, they beat the Ravens. And Minshew, you know, threw for 227 yards and a touchdown. <clears throat> all right, McKenzie. So in 2015, how many games did Jacksonville win? Five. Okay. Well, one of those was against the Colts. Okay. In 2017, apparently in 16, they didn't play. I don't know. Um, what? I wonder It was why. in London. Oh, okay, okay. In 2017, how many games did they win? Ten games. Oh, that was that year, huh? Well, one of them was... Home against, against the Colts. Against the Colts, yeah. Uh, how about 2018? Five games. Also, the Colts was one of them, yep. Yeah. Uh, 19. Six games. Okay. One of them was the Colts. 20. One game. Mm-hmm. One game. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it was against the Colts. I just confirmed that. That's true. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Fez, are you ready to back off this pick? You know, serious history is it's difficult. Uh, I'm not ready to back off the pick, but I, w- I will say this. Do you think Jacksonville wants this streak to be broken? Yes, they, they want they want it to be broken. Jacksonville, they're they're less likely to take the game lightly. lightly. Yeah. I agree b- b- because and I do agree. Like like we could argue like some people like poo pooed the whole Baltimore Pittsburgh series history last mm-hmm. week, mm-hmm. and the game played out exactly how the Baltimore Pittsburgh always. And there was played. a lot of sharps on Baltimore. A different. I mean that game was a split. Yeah, I'll close five. Yeah. So yeah, I mean the money, I think that was injury driven though. Yeah, Baltimore. yeah, but the money was on Baltimore. That knife, the the home road knife on Indy Jacksonville, cuts both ways because until this season, Indy had won ten of eleven home games against Jacksonville too. So, so like, that just shows that they're even more yeah, dominant now. It was basically. So you think that's going to make mean then the place they dominated? If they won in a place where they usually don't win, they're going to have more trouble. Yeah, <laughs> Minshew revenge spot. All right, so here's the most important part of this game. Well, there's two of them, in my opinion. One is what are the Colts going to be doing? What is their offense about? It's about running the ball. And Jacksonville has one of the best rush defenses in the NFL. What does DVOA have, if you don't mind? Um, That's one of the reasons I like Jacksonville against Atlanta. Or I had Atlanta team total under. Thank you. Um, My thinking being, hey, they run, right? Okay. Um, Number two, and I don't know what the answer is to this. But this kind of goes a little bit with what AJ said. Do you know when Minshew started the the one game? That go ahead. They're fifth. Okay, so fifty. You know, uh, when Minshew started fifth with the rush is when Minshew started the one game. They didn't change the offense. It was literally they were doing read option. Like they don't. I mean, Minshew's not going to run in theory the same offense as Richardson. No, but but it's. But he does run the same offense. No. But he, he runs – it's Steichen's offense. And the reason why he signed there is because he was with Steichen in Philadelphia. But what I'm saying is that the amount of run – like if you look at what Minshew did 
in Philly last year in the games he started, mm-hmm. they ran a different offense. Mm-hmm. That meaning, when I say a different offense, obviously the coordinator is the same. Yeah, but they're I mean the core plays of the zone read. Mincy's or, over or, sorry, under the, rush yards isn't going to be sixty. Correct. It's going to be eighteen and yes, a half. Yes, or, yes. If that, Whatever, right? Yeah. Um, so, but just the play selection, mm-hmm. you're going to put in, and that's why they usually want backups that can play the same style mm-hmm. as the starter. Now, there's two possibilities. One, they they keep running Richardson's offense, which I don't think that's going to happen because he's out upwards of six weeks, eight weeks. I'm hearing now, or this is the they're doing a one week install because if it was nothing, if it was easy, wouldn't they have done it the one week mm-hmm. he started? Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine in the middle of the season trying to put in, even if it's 20% of the offense is different. I'm not sure I agree with that because I, I, I agree if, if he's only going to play one week, mm-hmm. then like why bother totally changing the system no, I'm for everybody they and would. then we got to change back. Yeah, yeah. But now that they know he's going to be there for mm-hmm. seven weeks, I could see them changing it. I think they probably will. Yeah. But my point is to put in a new install like that in the middle of the season. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be a challenge, I think, yeah. potentially. But it will be a surprise. Except that, that isn't it going to be very similar in theory to what they ran in Philly? should be. So I don't think there's any surprise either. So I think we got and, – and I think the last piece of the puzzle here is Jacksonville didn't take the bye after uh, London. And you know that that's a big conversation in the building because they go there every year. After these two games, now who knows if that's going to become a regular thing. So you know they're thinking, we decided not to have a bye, guys. We can't – so I think that – focuses the team a little bit too because they're, they're going back to London next year. they got to figure, is this the way to do it? Hmm. I don't know. You add it up, I think the Colts have been... Mackenzie, where, you know, that's interesting. Where's the Colts on the uh, fourth quarter win share? Let's take a gander here. <sighs> so we got them at 53%? Yeah, 15th in the league. Okay, so they, they've been <clears throat> lucky by uh, seven, seven tenths of a game? I guess 53 versus 60. Right? So they're, they're 60% three and two? Yeah, they should be. Th- yes. Okay. That, that was that. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So they're a little lucky. Okay. All right. Point four. All right. I don't know. That Baltimore game felt lucky. I mean, what's your, you, so your power ratings say these are, so you're saying that they're on three points? Of, what are you giving for home field? I got Jacksonville on a neutral two and a half better. And I'll give him one for home field. So it gets gets me to only 3.25. Two and a half better. Yeah. I got Jacksonville one better than average. I got Indy minus one and a half worse. One better than average. So you actually would have like Jacksonville, like pick them against Minnesota? Like where do you got Minnesota? No, Minnesota. Well, Who's right around Jacksonville? Uh, they're kind of standing. Seattle's one one point better than average. So they're I got, I got Jacksonville half point better. Cleveland's two and a half points with Watson better than average. So they're point better than Jacksonville. Okay. How about the other? Who's the Who's the other way below them? Uh, I got the Chargers half point better. I got um, I well, Minnesota was a zero, but they became a minus one without Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. But if there wasn't, okay. So, let me see your power ratings real quick. Because I, I can't. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I mean, I think Seattle's pretty good. So you got Jacksonville tenth. That's fascinating. <clears throat> the idea that the tenth best team. So I agree with you. Tenth sounds right to me. That the tenth best team is only a couple points better. You're saying two and a half than Indianapolis. Wow. Okay. And you got Tennessee right there. 
Who's the best? The funny thing is, other than Carolina and the Giants, I mean, Chicago, yeah. I upgrade Chicago a lot just because yeah. the fields was so good the last two weeks. It's like there's no – there's like Houston's number 25. I think Houston's a pretty good team. They are pretty good. So, I mean, Pittsburgh obviously can win some games. I mean, after that, you could make the – I mean, Arizona, yeah. But Washington, Denver, Arizona, Chicago, Giants, Carolina. I, they're not a big challenge there, right? Mm-hmm. But Pittsburgh, Houston, or New England, who knows what to do with them, right? Atlanta. I have no confidence in my New England power rating. Yeah, I, I don't know how anyone could. New England could, <clears throat> could become the worst team in the league. I don't know. I was thinking about that, Scott, is that Giants-Raiders trade. Yeah, it's looking pretty good right now. <laughs> yeah, for you. All right. So, how much have I convinced you, Fess? Um, you haven't because you haven't oh. ad- you haven't addressed the fact. Scotty talks about how these teams. Do they are, have to get the mail? They come back. They forget the mail. They get, these teams come back from from one trip to London and and and. But, but I would think that I would think the couple lousy. weeks. I would think the couple weeks helps them coming. back. Oh, I strongly disagree. This is but but this is kind of like maybe I'm being biased because like every MLB. And every um, but they, NBA they play, handicapper, but they play the games the next day. Yeah, it's not a week later. A lot of times they have a day off, but you're but you're right. It's it is a big difference. You got a week off as mm-hmm. opposed to having you know a day off when they come home. But t- all those teams fall on their face whenever they they come yeah, home. Yeah, but this is a very this different is a new si- animal. It's a very different situation, but it's related. So we'll see. I I'm, I'm pointing towards a bad week of practice for Jacksonville, and maybe this will be have them focused the fact that they've laid an egg so often against this team at home. The fact that they've dumped the Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So why do you think that all these teams this year are not taking the bye? Because there was a long time. A couple teams took a bye years ago, and then no one did for a long No one did for a long time. Then a couple did, then no one did. I think because they're biting the bullet for a bad situation week five to set themselves up for a better situation week 12. I think these international games are just too early in the year. And with the extended schedule now, the benefit is to have the bye later in the year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So why take a bye in week five? I'd rather have it in week nine, you know, mm-hmm. week ten. Yeah, but I don't think they get to pick what week it is. I'm just saying after, but this, but if you right? have, but turn down the bye mm-hmm. in week five so you can get it later. The NFL is not going to come back and say, yeah, okay, so we'll give right. you the bye we, week. We'll six. give you week four off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're probably yeah. right. You're probably because they there is a nego- there is a give and take with this. Yeah. Where I didn't know this till last year. These teams are in dialogue all the time, saying mm-hmm. we want to play two West Coast games back to back. We they want they set these things up. Yeah. You know, they want to play a Christmas Day game. There's all kind of stuff like that. Okay, so closing thoughts from I. So oh, we should hear from Dave Esler. Oh, that's true. Oh, I don't like this. Concerns me. Diamond Dave, also known as Uncle Dave, joining the the mutiny crew. We'll call him. Let's listen. Last week was our fourth straight Dream Pod winner with the 49ers, and we simplified that one without using advanced analytics. When you know, you know. And this week, we know Indianapolis isn't losing to Jacksonville by more than four points. Asked 100 MIT math geeks, and they all agree. Jags not only don't have a bye after two weeks in London, but they've got a Thursday road game in four days. And this is a division game. It's a rematch from a game the Jags won at Indy in week one. In that game, they beat Anthony Richardson in his first NFL start. In that game, the Colts actually led going into the fourth quarter. The Colts have already won two road games, and this week Gardner Minshew has some extra motivation facing the team that started the whole Minshew mania and a year later sent him to the Eagles for a sixth-round draft pick. So he has a chip on his shoulder. He also has Jonathan Taylor back, and although Zach Moss went off last week, having the Taylor issue resolved can only be a positive in the locker room. And if that weren't enough, 
the Jags' defense is allowing 5.7 yards per play. The same Jags that in first place have a point differential of three. The Colts are winning this game. If they want to give me points, so be it. The Colts plus four over the Jaguars. Diamond Dave. Dave Astor, by the way, you can follow him on... I don't want to call it X, but I guess you got to to some degree on X, Dave underscore Esler, E-S-S-L-E-R. I don't like going against him, but you know something? I don't mind going against a lot of people. Fez, you have a bemused look on your face. Was that Andre the Giant? That's Andre the Giant. The Japanese feed, though. Yeah. What was he fighting two guys at once like he did sometimes? A handicap match. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going against like four people. Four on one. It would have to be four luchadors. That's the only way it would be fair. Tiny (laughs) tiny luchadors. I think Andre could take four. I think so, too. He'd hold off three and punch one and then step on their foot. Headbutts, everything. Yeah. I tell you this. You listen to the the old shoot. They call them the shoot interviews now. They were all scared shitless of Andre. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, because if they if he wanted to beat them, he could beat them. I mean, if he, I mean, he used to harass Big John Stud. They said he ran him out of the out of the the federation. <laughs> he would step on his hair all the. And Big John Stud was six ten, and he was getting picked on. <laughs> uh, you know, if we weren't a PG thirteen podcast, I'd tell an Andre story I heard once. Oh my. No, 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 not that story. Okay, (laughs) I don't even know what that means. How's this at the very end? At the very end, once Fez says good night or be careful, there's going to be an R-rated ten twenty seconds, and it's not sexual. I like that. Don't worry about that. I think Uh, anytime you can work an Andre the Giant story in. Did any Mackenzie? Who you like in this game? I like the Jaguars. That is smart. What's your record? 17-7-1. 17-7-1. and one. All right. All right, next up, it's me with a five. Why don't we do this? I'm going to let AJ go because I've been, you know, I t- defended myself there a good bit. We'll keep the variety going. You, I'm going to pass to you, AJ, then I'll do my five-star, five-weight after you. This seems like a, uh, a fair deal. My five-weight is the Minnesota Vikings, minus two and a half against Chicago. I think there's been mm-hmm. an overreaction to the Bears getting a win I saw a prominent member of our panel's power ratings today, and I saw Steve Fezzik upgraded the Bears two and a half points. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard such a thing? Have you ever seen him upgrade a team two and a half points? Mm-mm. Fez, was that, what was that about? It's all about the Bears have a quarterback, and they didn't have one two weeks ago. So everyone was talking about Justin Fields unable to play, and now he's perfectly capable. In fact, you, if you look at him just the first two, the, the, the last two weeks, uh, there's nothing to complain about. So here's my question. A lot of people would say, wait a minute. I thought we didn't move too uh, uh, quickly. We didn't jump to conclusions. What do you say about that? I mean, it's been what? two? They lost the game. They got beat by Denver. Then they won a game, and all of a sudden he's great. We can go back. They didn't. I'm they not saying I disagreed. I want to hear his thoughts. They hadn't won since last October, yeah. and they win one game. <laughs> well, the, the 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 fact that the Denver loss 
was having watched that game, mm-hmm. like a fourth quarter win share and the like, there's no way the Bears should have lost that game. So I could make the case they really should be two and zero. And heck, they were they were they were, despite giving away a defensive touchdown at the in the fourth quarter against Denver, they were right there to win the game. They pick up like half a yard more. And they just run out the clock and kick a field goal. So um, the buy sign is blinking. We I had the Bears like trending towards the worst team in the NFL. I don't have them all that high. I've got the Bears still uh, uh, four and a half points worse than an average team. So Fez, let me ask you this: If the Bears hosted the Packers, what would the line be right now? Ooh, that's a good question. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do, do, do. Green Bay, I would have Green Bay just a tiny favorite. Okay. Yeah, tiny favorite. Interesting. I just, like I said, I feel like there's been an overreaction to the first win in almost a year. So if you look at the composite ratings, that's half PFF, half QBR. He is Justin Fields 16th in the co- composite. That's pretty good. And that's weighting all the games equally. Exactly. Uh, yes. Yep. Yes. And and you know you 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 you've been a proponent of this. It, 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 obviously. Yeah. You decay. You know. Over time, you want the mo- most recent game means the most. The question is, what's the decay? You know. Exactly. Um, here's why I lean with Faz on this. One, I think a big part of the problem was the team morale was so low. I mean, the DC's quitting in the middle of the year. I mean, we, who knows? I can promise you that we haven't heard that whole story. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but it's something. And there's a sense that this, you know, the question is, are they going to have the number one pick? And now all of a sudden they win a cup or they win a game and it feels like the morale's up. But I think there's one other thing. If you look at his A dot, right, average depth of target, it has, they've made a fundamental change. Remember last year they played New England and they said, we're going to run him. And from then on, they were a much more dangerous team. Hmm. right? They have thrown downfield. Do me a favor, McKenzie. Can you look at the stacked A dot for fields? And my th- feeling is you're looking about 10 yards per um, attempt uh, the last two games and like five yards prior to that this season. They're just calling different plays. They're letting him wing it a little bit. And it's more effective. So if it was just a, a, one good game or two even, I don't think I'd love it. But since there's been a fundamental change, it makes me agree with you more, Faz. you got to take it more seriously. And I think fundamentally the the one play I love – I love NFL teams that wing it down the field on third and ten. I hate, like, throwing screen passes because, I, I mean – just, just make let you let your receivers make plays. You know that's a, you get pass interference all the time. All the rules are skewed towards the offense mm-hmm. and towards taking risks. And I would argue that quarterbacks are reluctant to do that because they don't want to get dinged with interceptions. Mm-hmm. You know that are negative on their especially steps. with pass interference too. Oh, completely. I mean, the, the, it was the Joe Flacco offense. Mackenzie, what do we got? A dot wise. Yeah. So week one it was three point six. Week two it was seven. Here the last three weeks, 15 versus the Chiefs, 9 and 12 versus the Commanders. So going downfield, I like it. And Kirk Cousins, the man who loves to have everything, you know, very orderly mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the same. Um, that Justin Jefferson guy, is he any good? Yeah. Um, I would make the case. I'm pretty confident that he's, as far as non-quarterbacks, he's the most important player in the league. I I think that's, uh, I mean, maybe Miami with what they've done, maybe the cheetah, but I mean, he's right there. I think I would just throw it to Waddle. You got plenty of other weapons. Mm, Who are you going to throw to? I think guys like 
TJ Watt, Aaron Donald are in that conversation. Okay, talking offensive side. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I'll go, I'll go just on the offensive side. You know, Miami still has plenty of weapons. Who's who is um, Kirk Cousins going to be going to? On Jordan the Addison, the same guy he went to all day against the Chiefs. Uh, TJ Hawkinson. You got to remember, J- Justin Jefferson was out after like the second drive last game. And the Vikings could have very easily beat the Kansas City Chiefs last week if it wasn't for some referee shenanigans. At How many the points there. they score? 20. Okay. All right. Uh, so- Chiefs defense is a lot better than the Bears, Fez. I can tell you that. Who are the Bears stopping? Does he seem contentious? A little bit, <laughs> a little bit doesn't it? Here's something to, to back AJ. The Bears have allowed 20 points or more in 15 straight games. So they're going to have to score more than 20 to win this game. You know, I'm not certain of that. Because the weather's going to be really lousy in Chicago. So we might see... And who who do you trust to run the ball, Fez? I don't trust either team. Because guess what? The Bears' starting running back and backup running back, neither one of them practiced. They both missed the second half of the game last week. I don't don't know that either one of them is going to play this week. Well, the starter's out for a couple weeks. Clear Herbert's out for a couple weeks. Here's my question. Don't you want people to bet against you? Oh, I don't care. You don't care or do you want it? Like your best bet, you think you'd want action and no vig, right? Sure. All right, so then you don't like go. Oh, you should. I, I thought we we're debating. It didn't seem like it, it seems very. I was ready to jump to protect Fez. I was a little worried. <laughs> the other thing I like about this is they're starting. There's three starting to pop. Circa has a three now. Uh, it's much more of a two point seven five. You're, you're than picking it. up nice CLV with laying the two and a half. There's no question that okay. threes are going to pop up. Yes. No, that's nice. Though, again, do we really think? That's interesting because Cornegay is like a magician with this stuff. I mean, what he did in that Cleveland game against Baltimore, somehow the market's at three. He puts it at two and a half. Like he knew the injury was yeah. going to happen. I, I got to be honest. I might want a piece of plus three <laughs> on Chicago. No, AJ, no. I'll push the button right now if you give me three with the Bears. No, you got two and a half for this game. You bet three at Circa. But it is interesting. Fez said, hey, two-point upgrade. Well, the look-ahead close in this game, the open and the close was four and a half. That's a pretty key number there. Yeah, so it's more number two points, a real number, and, a, and the most important number. Yeah, so I mean, now Minnesota, but some of this is going to be Jefferson, Jefferson, mm-hmm. but but that's a point and a half. That's the that's it, right? Point and a quarter. Yeah, yeah I hate going point and a half. Mm-hmm. So still amazing. I mean, if you count three, I mean, the value of three, it's still like two points upgrade and the adjustment for Jefferson. By the way, the hitman. Says he's going with, oh, look at this, Minnesota. Best bet, Vikings minus two and a half. The Vikings closed minus five and a half at Carolina two weeks ago. Team that we had rated similar to Chicago at the time. Have the Vikings been downgraded this much? And Chicago have been upgraded this much that we've gotten to the point that Minnesota is laying under a field goal in Chicago? I'm not buying it. The Vikings turnover bad luck is unsustainable. Ignoring turnovers, the Vikings offense is fourth in the league in EPA per play, and they've lost 62 expected points from turnovers. Chicago is the league's 32nd ranked defense in many categories, including EPA per play over the last two seasons. They've allowed 25 or more in 14 straight games before last week's game against Washington. The weather is bad doesn't hurt Minnesota as much as you think, especially because Chicago is down their top three running backs and Minnesota's run defense has allowed two and a half yards per carry and a 75% success rate outside of the Philly game where they dared Philly to run. Best bet, Vikings minus two and a half. Okay, Minnesota. Hmm. 
<laughs> I just wonder. I it's just I just wonder. Did they have the dream crusher? I mean, Jefferson are, being hurt. That, but also the, the fact. Loss. Now this is a great point. They're one and four. JJ's out for quite some time. Cousins is being asked about his no trade clause. Cousins is on the last year in Minnesota. Like literally, the media is asking him about his no trade clause. Now we know it's over. You bring this up well, RJ, where you say sometimes, like I'll say, well, it's obvious it's over for them, but they don't know. Like the Jets don't know it's all over. Like Minnesota it's probably, over, the, Minnesota probably doesn't doesn't know um, that it's all over yet because they won 13 games last year, or do they? But how many teams are one and four that, that make the play? I mean, this is like a point where no one has, right? Or has it ever happened? Chargers started 0 and 4 one year, and they. Uh, so they won must the have been 1 and 4 at one point, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. All right. Um, okay. So, like, is that the one? I mean, I guess what I'm. Now, there's 17 games, so it's a little easier. But Detroit. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is it feels like they should have won that game. And now with Jefferson out. How much chance do they really have? Though it is interesting how good a one-win team is power rated. I mean, you got Minnesota, what, slightly below average? One point below average. They'd be zero with Justin Jefferson. Well, remember last year they were they were average and they were winning every game. So, I mean, Fez has been consistent whether they're winning or losing games. He's, they're he's actually stuck with better. what they are. They're actually better this year. They're underlying Oh, I stats. think most people agree with yeah. that, yeah. All right, I would say I don't. I don't want the other side, especially with it moving to three. I mean, at three, I might, but I wouldn't want it at two and a half. But, um, huh? Okay. What Any about two point th- seven five? <laughs> <laughs> because that's really what we should debate. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well, he's making the pick at the mar- You know, at the what this the market line. is, which is the contest line. One more thing is Brian Flores. What's he do? He blitzes, and what was the big knock on Justin Fields last year? Yeah. He could, could not handle the. Blitz. He couldn't. No, I see that. Actually, I heard someone speak about, and they said actually he's probably better against the blitz than he is against not against or against the non-blitz. It's just he's not. He wasn't good against anything. Yeah. Right. So, and the theory is the physicality. All right, seven teams have made the playoffs since 78 after starting one and four. Wow. And Tebow's Denver in 2011. And they beat Steelers in the playoffs, I still remember. (laughs) (laughs) Our guest said that we were talking some college football in my office before uh, before the pod, and I brought up Tim Tebow, you know, not being a great NFL quarterback, and our guest said uh, he still haunts RJ with that one playoff (laughs) one. Ike Taylor was out there pressing. <laughs> 316 passing yards. I still think it's impossible that that Tebow won that many games and there wasn't some factor if it was just the team was behind him or whatever it was. It, it seemed or a holy a touch factor. <laughs> yeah. See, I know people – it's so funny, though. Like, when someone, like – you, you mean the other players play harder? Yeah, like I think there was Jake, a team, a camaraderie kind of. Whereas thing. when Jake Cutler's your quarterback, you're like, ah, oh, screw it, right? Yeah, I mean, I yeah. believe, I, I believe in that. I mean, and I know this as much as Kaepernick, you could quite say he was worthy of being a backup um, once he fell out of a starter's role. But Tebow certainly was one of the best 64 quarterbacks in the league. Yes, but he, you, it's hard to have a celebrity backup. Tim Tebow, like, like. Everything that Sean Payton did and what the Saints still do with Taysom Hill, Tim Tebow could have done better. But no team tried to do that. No, that's an interesting point. Well, Belichick had him in camp like mm-hmm. in maybe 17 or something. And or Urban maybe... Meyer brought him in. Yeah, but that was yeah. a, oh, yeah, a yeah. tight end. <laughs> All right. All right, so your pick is? Minnesota, minus two and a half. All right. 
All right, I'm going to do my best bet last. I don't want to do anyone wrong. Scott. I'm going with San Francisco laying seven against Cleveland. And the biggest factor to me in this is that it's likely going to be P.J. Walker starting at quarterback. Texas Ranger? For the Cleveland Browns. They're not even going with Dorian Thompson-Robinson. They're going to go with— We saw enough of him. Exactly. They're going to go with P.J. Walker. And could Watson play? Maybe. But the fact that after a bye week, he's still not practicing— that's a bad sign. And they said he was he was medically cleared to play. Yes. Yeah. So the fact that he's still not practicing after a week off gives me no confidence. They elevated PJ Walker for a reason. He's taking all the first team reps. He's going to be the starting quarterback. And I got the San Francisco 49ers going up against PJ Walker. Now there's here's another stat that I saw in regards to the Browns' incredible defense and what they excel at versus what the 49ers do. And this one was courtesy of USA Today. I don't want to, you know, I want to give credit where good stats are found. The Browns have allowed 1.4 yards per attempt this season on runs without motion involved in the play. But when motion is involved in the play, they allow 4.5 yards per attempt. And the 49ers average six yards per attempt on motion runs this season. That's how you attack the weakness of the Browns. 49ers are going to run all over this team. How Rock- many, do we know how many plays there was with motion? I just have sample the size. I don't, okay. have the, I don't have the sample size. Um, but I got the 49ers, Brock Purdy, who is 12-0 straight up in games that he has finished. I got the 49ers, who uh, have scored 30 or more points in eight straight regular season games. They've won 15 straight regular season games. McCaffrey scoring every single week. I like the 49ers against P.J. Walker. If I find out it's Watson, I'll be upset, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy because even though the number has moved because of the anticipation Watson's not going to play, when it's officially announced, it'll move even further. So what's your guess, Steve, on uh, what the line will be with and without Watson? So I have Watson, I believe. Let me pull my quarterback ratings. Um, I think he's a zero. <laughs> I think so as right. he's doing that, let me jump in and talk yeah, about I've got, the- I've got it. I've got it. Some, <clears throat> Go ahead, Archie. No, go ahead. So, so Watson, I have as a zero, and I had DTR at like minus four and a half, and PJ Walker would be a minus three. So it'd be a three point downgrade. So PJ Walker is clearly better than DTR. Is that is yep. it, yes? How does a, a backup quarterback have initials? Because I can't. He, he was a really good college player. You see, you see, yeah. Was he yeah. really good? He was really he good. Great, he had a really good preseason too. Oh, I'd say his name if I could. Well, so. the fun, the funny <laughs> thing is. Um, the Arizona quarter Dobbs was in camp with the Browns and the initial dude beat him yeah. out and that's why they caught him. Mm-hmm. So I think right now, I think they'd want Dobbs. You would think, right? Yes. <laughs> Let me ask all of you. If, um, um, PJ Walker, Texas Ranger had mm-hmm. to be the quarterback for the Browns all year long. How many games would the Browns win? Well, the question is how much better or worse. And I think worse is he than, uh, Brissette. Yeah, yeah, Brissett. He's I mean, worse. Uh, yeah, maybe. Brissett played pretty well last year, so I'd yeah. say maybe two point. I mean, Brissett was probably a minus one, I think, at worst last year. Yeah, we, we agree that if Brissett had played the whole season instead of Watson playing the second half, the Browns would have been better. Like, Brissett uh, was yeah, better than so. Watson. Oh, yeah, yeah that's for sure, yeah. Um, so you're saying about two point From P.J. Walker to Watson is what? Three. Okay, so what we're saying is now there's less games now, so what do we got, 5, 17, 12 games left? I was going to go with the whole season. Oh, okay, oh, the whole season. Just to make it Okay, so it's going to be one and a half games, right? Two, three points times 17, 51, so one and a half games 
So Cleveland was like lined at like nine, nine and, and a half, half to yeah. three. Yeah. yeah. So okay. they'd be slightly below. So so I'm going somewhere with this. So Cleveland. That doesn't seem like enough. It seems like they'd be it, worse than that. I agree with you. Um, so, but that would have Cleveland being half a point worse than an average team, right? If they're going to win eight games, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and San Fran got nine points better right now, so that's a nine and a half on a neutral, um, which would make it eight. So back to what Scott's saying: value laying seven on a game that should be eight. Okay, and that's and that's if if PJ Walker plays all year long. I, I mean, he, I don't even know if he's ready. I mean, the know, fact they didn't start him in the game. When it was short notice, you think mm-hmm. they'd go with the, yeah, they with elev- the veteran. They elevated him from the practice squad to be DTR's backup in week four. Yeah, so they're choosing DTR. And, and he was if horrible. That is his name. And they yeah. left him in yeah. there. Yeah. So. Now, McKenzie's got a great piece from The Athletic. Uh, David Lombardi, who's the 49ers beat writer, was comparing Cleveland to uh, Dallas, his defense, mm. and saying how, it, how identical they play. And mm-hmm. we saw what the 49ers did to the Dallas defense. Yeah, and and I so the Browns run cover one sixty three percent of the time is what the article says highest rate in the league. Dallas entered last week's game at number one, sixty three percent. But Purdy and the 49ers forced them out of cover one with lethal pass efficiency. Hmm. Punish a team like and the key here is they loves to move a safety up into the box. Now the other side of it is the Browns run. That's kind of their thing, especially with the backup. And the 49ers are weaker against the run. So I'm hearing that, too. I don't know. Going to be really lousy weather. How do you think that'll impact? Uh, See, I actually think not. I don't think it impacts the 49ers as much because they throw a lot of short. I know Purdy doesn't have a big arm, but I think it's a lot of like um, in cuts. And I mean, McKenzie, I I know he's not afraid to go downfield, but a majority, like the median pass distance is. Not that far with Purdy. No, I'd say it's average. Yeah, so I would I would say for a team that's known as a passing team, it probably hurts them less than a typical passing team. Mm. Plus, I think the 49ers, if it had to be a run-run-run game, they're a pretty good running team. Yeah. Now, now, Cleveland, no team has played in bad weather games more than Cleveland at home mm-hmm. the last couple of years, but it's a different quarterback. But yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so a different running back. That's, and that's really the guy that has the most – because even if Chubb was there – I don't think it makes that much of a difference if I'm a running back, right? Versus they, it really impacts the Plus passing he's, game. Plus, Chubb is so big and physical. Yeah. Mackenzie, do me a favor. Um, boy, I'm I'm getting bad with names. Uh, the receiver used to be on the Cowboy or Raiders, then Cowboy. Amari Cooper. 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 Yeah, look up Amari Cooper in bad weather. He's mm. he's renowned as hating bad weather. He does sometimes he doesn't even play. <laughs> so I mean, just I mean, it's going to be like a, a article was about. It. I think that could be strong. Yeah. You know, so to look at his 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 average for the year and play under. Yeah, I would think, especially with the back. I mean, whatever they do for the adjustment with the backup, and plus, remember, if it's wind, remembers uh, two years ago or three years ago, there was three straight games the Browns had that had horrible weather. Yes, the Raiders came in from one. For I can remember that, but I. Can't, Cooper's name, but the uh, Raiders came in for one, and I, I can't. Think the Texans. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so that would have actually was Watson's last year. Yeah. That four win year was the year. Is that the game Chubb ran out of bounds on the one? No, that was after. That was. Yeah. <laughs> we we got the tape of that actually. Um, let's see here. So you want to give us a synopsis? Yeah, it looks like the ad popped up, but um, he says when asked, "How do you feel about colding and playing cold weather?" Well, I'm from Miami, so I don't like it. Okay, dig a little deeper. because, Or maybe look at it. You know, go to Pro Football Reference. 
Right, go to Stathead and and look for the temperature being under th- what I don't know thirty five in in Cooper games. See what happens. Sure. Yeah, it might take a minute, but we'll we'll keep moving. I think fifty four and rain and wind in this game. So so, so this isn't about cold as much as the okay. Maybe see if you can do the wind criteria then. Okay, I thought so. It's all about the the rain. So it's supposed rainy, to be like a the, monsoon then. in the rainy game against yeah. the Bengals in Week One. Mm-hmm. Uh, three of seven targets for thirty seven yards. Mm, okay. All right. And they dominated that game, right? Obviously, yeah. against the Bengals. Something about the Browns here. So we talked about this on Monday. And if you're not listening, we do, we've actually now combined it to one big show. And we do some, Fez does good work with the line moves. And uh, we do the, the recaps. The, you know, Fez tells us the games that he doesn't like, the outcome. We debate it. It's pretty good. It's gotten great feedback. Um, the thing I talked about was I'm a big fan of series success rate. And that is each set of downs is a series of downs. And do you get a first down or score a touchdown, which is also a first down, or don't you? And if you get a first down, it's a success. And if you don't, it's a failure. Okay? Even a field goal. Now, if you go four first downs and then kick a field goal, it's going to be four successes, one failure. So 80% success. So this season, the average success rate for a series of down has been right around 70%, 70.5%. Okay? So let's. who's the best offense? The best offense is the 49ers. That's interesting for this game, right? They have 11.5 percentage points more than average. Now that's interesting because I would have said the Miami Dolphins. Miami is second. Mm. And Miami is 9.9. So it's 11.5 above average, 9.9 for Miami. Okay. Now, Cleveland's number one on defense. They're 22.5% better. So literally, they are doubly distant from average compared to the 49er team. I mean, I'm not saying that that means the Browns win the game or cover. I'm saying this is something. Now, again, this is not adjusted for strength of schedule. But this is something we've never seen, like the idea that the league's at 70% and against the Browns, it's been 48%. Man. Yeah. So I see 17.6% of drives have ended in an offensive score. That's the lowest in the NFL, like against Cleveland. Oh, yeah. yeah. It kind of makes sense because 50% of the time you don't even get a first down. Yeah. 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 Each time you get a, have a new possession, there's better than a 50% chance you're going to either – Turn the ball over or give the ball, yeah, or punt. And the opponent's time, average drive time is a minute 58, lowest in the NFL by 25 seconds. Yeah. So this is a, but again, who did they play? Cincinnati looks good, except they didn't with Burrow injured. Baltimore, you know, and Baltimore seemed to do well in that game, but they, I mean, they, they, the scoreboard looked good, but the offensive performance was okay. You know, I think the Browns D is really good. Yeah, that's, that was all about DTR throwing yeah. and throwing the ball away, you know, the whole game. Total, all right. total in this game is 37 and a half. Boy, and that, that's, that's old school numbers there. That's, I think it's going lower. 30, is that right? The, way, the, the forecast keeps getting worse. 37 is the key, used to be the keyest of the key numbers. All the time. Yeah. 20 to 17. That was the number that you had to fight for. I would actually buy on or off the 37. So that was worth ten cents. It was worth eleven because there was no, there wasn't the, like the extra point from the, from, you know, the thirty-yard extra point and the two-point conversions. So twenty to seventeen was so commonplace. It was more a, so than it was a twenty-yard extra point. Yeah. 
Yes. So, yeah. so they'd they, make it. Yeah. They snap from the three. They snap right. from the same spot that you go for two. Yeah. Or I guess the two. I guess the two yard line. Yeah. What were you going to say, Scott? No, I'm saying more 20 to 17, more so than 21 17. Oh, was the key. 38 was key. No, I'm too. saying 30, so 37 was more key. Yeah, but there was, just, there was a lot more field goals back then. Yeah. Yeah, because you could, you, if you went 17 all, then. Yes, then. Then you, the yeah. team doesn't need yep. to score the touchdown. They just kick the field goal. But now 44 has become that number. Yeah, that's interesting. 44, though, is even. So even numbers are never going to be the most common number. So you think 41's falling more than 44 now? Yes. I think 41 and 47 will land more than 44 just because... If 47 lands more than 44, I'd be shocked. Yeah, that's a good point. But 51. 51 will land. Okay. 50, the 27-24 final. Now, the way to test that is only with totals around it, yeah. right? Because yeah. otherwise the 51 would lose because you don't... A lot of games don't get that high. That's a good point. Yeah, yes, yeah. because the the average totals being dealt closer to forty four. Yeah. yeah, but but if you say only look at the totals that are clustered around it, I think yeah. you're probably right. Okay, um, though every point you go up, there's a better chance, or every score you go up, there's a better chance of getting off script. I wonder. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so like sixty eight, sixty nine, seventy are probably all the same. Yeah. Or well, it's going to be diminished. I think all, right? all the odd numbers are always a little bit better because of the overtime. Yes. You know, last week was the first week of the season that the the Browns allowed a first and goal play. Like they, no no one had had first and goal against them until last week. Hmm. So are you making fun of Scott's pick? No. All Wait, right. Just pointing out a stat. Browns didn't play last week. Well, uh, oh, sorry. Until the Ravens game. Gotcha. Thanks, AJ. McKenzie, best bet. <laughs> I like the Baltimore Ravens minus four in London. Uh, Scott has gave me a great stat in pre-production about favorites in, in London in particular. But in general, I think it's like a Thursday night game. It's Jimmy's and Joe's when, when in these situations, in these neutral games, are going to make the difference. And I just think power rating wise. So, so just to be clear, there's an old saying, the Jimmy's and the Joe's versus the X's and the O's. So the theory is, hey, when you say Jimmy's and the Joes matter, it's talent, not game prep or coaching. So you think, and again, you said he gave you the stat. Maybe share it with us. Scott, you got that stat? Yeah, favorites of a field goal or more overseas. Uh, 24, 7, and 1 straight up, 20, and 12 against the spread. And, I mean, that that is the case on Thursday nights too, generally, right? Yeah, yes. big favorites do great. I'm but, on Baltimore as well. Two weight for me. Oh, okay. Excellent. So, all right. So that's a system. It's not a trend. It's a system, right? It's league-wide, which I like systems better because you don't have to worry about what team it is. Um, yeah. Continue. And I think if the spot is neutralized and we're just looking at the talent on the field, I'm not an island island here to say the Ravens are a top-five team. They're fifth in our five-metric power rating, and the Titans are 20th. We have the raw difference in our five-metric power ratings being a seven-point difference on a neutral Ravens five better than an average, Titans minus two. So it, it's going to take me a while, a lot to get off that. I mean, to get three points off that, I think it's just incorrect. So I'll, I will take the Ravens. Uh, last week, my, I thought my handicap was actually 100% perfect, and so was Scott and AJ, who had the Steelers. It was like the Ravens are going to be better per play basis, and weird stuff is going to happen. Well, I don't think weird stuff is necessarily going to happen in Tennessee. There's no blocked punts, nothing like that. I think it's going to look a lot more like the Steelers game with a few less drops and a few more conversions and take it home easily. So somehow you got in that you had a good handicap last week? <laughs> yes. I'm a lobby, a vinyl, a mosquito. Get a loss. <laughs> 
Seven, I mean, all the 17 and 7 stuff's not enough for him. Yeah. Now, I will say that uh, Harbaugh is planning ahead for this trip. The Ravens, they went on Monday. They're smart. They went early Ooh, because he Ravens. wanted to give his team time to acclimate and get accustomed to everything because it's so not a normal week. The Bills week. are dumb. The Bills went late. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and Tennessee yeah. is taking exactly the same timetable as the Bills flying out on the red eye. The red eye Thursday night arriving in London Friday morning. Which, again, it seems like the smarter people have done that lately. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Um, how how much do we account for? I'm a little confused, Faz. It seems like coming off the Steeler game is a pretty bad spot, isn't it? It is a tough physical game, yes. But I I love the fact that the, just the fact that the Baltimore's going out there Monday means they're all in for this game. You so know, you that, you actually value a team going out earlier more. I I think it shows that they're putting a priority on this week, maybe to the detriment of the rest of the season necessarily. I mean, it, it can't be good to have to spend all week in London, you know. Plus, there's a lot of, like, um, responsibilities to, like, go to certain mm-hmm. events. It's not like they're in training camp. Mm-hmm. Mackenzie, uh, do the Ravens have a bye? No. They don't. Next no one's taking a bye. Huh. Okay. The Titans uh, are taking the bye. Really? Yes. Okay. So the Titans have the bye next week. The Ravens are home against the Lions. So is this in Tottenham or whatever it's this called? This is Tottenham where the totals the faster stadium. Where the totals are now five and two because the Bills and Jaguars went under. Well, the Bills underperformed. That's why. They <laughs> didn't wake up until halftime. <laughs> so do you think is that something if the team goes out Friday, look look to fade them in the first half? I think so. We I have think that makes we sense. gotta we got. I actually have a. I actually created a spreadsheet this last week where I've got all the stats on the overseas games and the the number of times they played overseas. Because I was good, I was looking to see if it's the first time, you know, the, the the Jags have had many times. How much? But some team, you know, Miami has played five times over there. In overseas. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So it's like I never. I don't remember them playing that much, but. The question is, is their fourth or fifth time an advantage? You know, it's the Ravens' first London game since 2017. They were beat. They they lost to the Jaguars 44 to seven. The Ravens are smart. Though. Back then, they didn't arrive until Friday morning. Oh, so, so this week, the Arbus, I, like, hey, I like. I want, we're changing. What do you guys think? I like. Smart. I like this that they got just trucked their last time out there. You know that that Harbaugh can remember that and say, you know, all right, that's not happening again. So AJ, if someone bet and said. Do the Ravens go out early or late? Whatever the smart thing would, is, that's what they would have done. Yeah, but they did both. But I guess it could be maybe one person has to have it all be correct in every instance. Now, what if you said it's impossible that the Ravens would go out early? Well, the, I don't think impossible was part of the bet. Like, how would that be? How would that affect the bet, though? Yeah, maybe you're right. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, impossible doesn't really convert to a bet. <laughs> I mean, it's like the bet is, did the Ravens go out early or late? Yeah. I don't know. You know, they, the fact that they lost 7-44, to 44, are you, I mean, if you and I, if it was our team and we got trucked like that, we'd be like, who cares what everybody else in the NFL, we're never coming, arriving this late ever again, right? Lamar wasn't there at that point, right? 2017? Yeah. No. Okay. How Titans m- played in London in 2018, lost to the Chargers 20 to 19. Okay. When they go out, I don't have that. Data. <laughs> They're a pretty big dog, right? Hmm. That'll be uh okay, so I think the 
Boy, I, I think there's a code to crack with these London games. I really do. I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas, and they got a water bottle, and they got, like, uh, celery chopped up. And let's forget about them, because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect, is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1, and all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With Pick 6, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18-PLUS in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. I'm going to have to dig. I mean, I I got a lot of good stuff. I just haven't cracked that code. But what do you got, AJ? I feel like there's an elephant in the room because a couple weeks ago when I bet the Browns against the Titans, Mm -hmm. everyone said, are you crazy? You're going to bet against Vrabel as a dog? Mm -hmm. And no one's mentioned that today. Well, that's your job. Oh, well, Mike Vrabel as a dog catching three or more points, 25, 12, and 1 ATS. How many of those games were in London? (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't think any, actually. So maybe, no, maybe, maybe I, you're onto something there. So this, just to be clear, this is McKenzie's pick. And Fez. And Fez, Fez is two-weight, yeah. All right. So, Fez, you have a chance to do derivatives, but you went with a two-weight on a side. I did. So you like a lot of sides this week. I do. All right. Okay. I guess I'm up, right? All right. My turn. Who do I got as a five-star? Let's take a gander. <laughs> oh, the Detroit Lions. My three weight as well. My three weight as well. All right. Triple, triple like, light. baby. Triple like. I want to be on this game too. Sorry. <laughs> you can make it a half unit. No pass posts. All right. So here's my thinking. The Lions were a professional team, a professional winner last week. How often, Fez, do you see 
a team that's just starting. I mean, remember, they were, what, 2-6 and six to start the year last year. This isn't a team with a long history of success. They had a hot second half, but they lost that Atlanta game. Was it Atlanta? They got run on like 300 and some yards. It was like, it was a fine season, but a mm, lot of optimism. They go in and beat Kansas City. They lose to a Seattle team in overtime that, quite frankly, Seattle's pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. And it was considered one of the luckiest wins of the season. Yeah, pick six. And For Seattle. Seattle yes. needed everything to go right. Well, I was happy about it. But I, <laughs> I think I had Seattle there. But my thinking is this. Last week was a trap spot. Last week was uh, this team's not – it was the biggest favorite they'd been in, what, over a decade? It might have been longer. And they didn't have the number one wide receiver. They didn't have St. Br- Brown. Don't, Brown. Don't, don't have the running back, Gibbs. Don't have the new uh, running back. And Off a big divisional rival win on the road against Green Bay. Yep, so. yep. Win on Thursday, and they come in there and they dominate. Kick ass. Now maybe, maybe the score was a little deceiving. It could have been a little tighter, but still, it was a clear win. There was no debate. They want. It was a professional, successful win, a way that, quite frankly, Kansas City doesn't do very often. Like one of the things that history tells us is good teams. Now again, KC's different. Good teams dominate bad teams. There can be an occasion now and then, but you look back to the old Dallas teams, you look back to some, I mean, just go to each era's great team. The 49, or I'm sorry, the Patriots used to crush bad teams. Think about the beatings they put on some teams. Because that's the why the Pythagorean wins matters because it's like it doesn't matter if you win by 30 and then 40 or if it's from um, losing by seven and winning by seven. Those points all equal the same historically, which is kind of mine. Uh, it's kind of like shocking when you say, Steve, that, that, that if you take the Pythagorean wins and you say, OK, if it's more than 30, let's count the points half as much. It's what I would do. It gets worse. Way worse. Even in baseball, the, the 18 to 1 wins matter. Yeah. And, and to me, Detroit showed themselves to be a better team than I thought. And now it looks like they're, they're much healthier in this game. Do we have what, yep. Amon Ross St. Brown back at practice? Uh, Gibbs still, he's the, the question mark, but he's their backup running back. And and now they've got um, the, the gambling guys back, right? So Yeah, Jameson, yeah. Yeah. So touchdown last I, I really think, and I think Tampa is one of the last teams that just is a little fraudulent. And, I mean, let's take a look at the, um, uh, let's see, what, what's EPA saying, McKenzie, about Tampa? Um, EPA on offense, Tampa Bay is 17th. Okay, how about defense? They are 12th. Okay, so we're saying we're a little better than an average team by that those measures. Yep. We got them slightly below an average team in our five-weighted metric, which is Kevin Cole, DVOA, the PFF noise canceled, the pregame EPA, and Neflo. Right. And I'm with you. I got them one point worse than average. Okay, so... Right, so that's interesting. So Detroit, what do you have, Fez? Four points better. All right. So mathematically, then, where we look, what's your home field for Tampa? Give them a point and a half, and we get to go from five to three and a half. Right. And we're laying three. I like it. Clean now, 55%. Now, we got on our five weight, the five, uh, the five metric, uh, Detroit, we got as the fourth best team in football. It's San Fran, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit. They're ahead of Baltimore, Philly, Kansas City. Now, again, I'm not saying I agree with that, but the numbers are rock solid for them. 
And looking quickly at the series success, we got the Lions as the sixth best team there. And the top five are 49ers, Bills, Browns, Dolphins, Chiefs. It's a pretty good list. And we got Tampa Bay at 17. So everyone agrees, it seems, except our, the raw numbers have the lines a little higher. I like it. I think it's just a spot. How how can you be how can you be flat after you just won as a double digit fade? I mean, it feels like this is a good spot for them. The Lions, the the Lions and the Bills are the only two teams top five in offensive and defensive DVOA. Like the Lions are way better yeah, than I thought. Yeah, and you think back on Monday night or that first Thursday, it looked like wow, their offense isn't what we thought. But Kansas City's D's turned out to be pretty good. Yeah, so that that. Performance where they only, their offense only scored 14 points doesn't look nearly as bad. And, yeah. And the, or bad the, at all. the theory that I always bring up about Baker Mayfield, if, if you can get pressure on Baker without blitzing, you beat Baker Mayfield. The Lions blitz the second lowest rate in the league. They're getting pressure at the eighth is highest Philly, rate. Is Philly the least blitzes? Uh, okay, I can look it up, but uh, I would imagine. The, um, well, uh, what is it, Hutchinson? He is. He's. He's like. He's like all pro level. It's crazy point. that he that he was the second pick. It's crazy that they said we're going to take Georgia's fifth best player. Are you still making your Colts pick sound good because the Jags made a bad pick? No. <laughs> By the way, it's the Colts with fifteen percent blitz rate. They're the lowest. Lions eighteen percent second lowest. Okay. Okay. All right. So I like it. I think this is a rare pick for me. Back even five years ago. I used to have a majority of my picks being I disagreed with the power rating. I just thought that the, the, the numbers are a little off and there's value here. It doesn't happen much anymore. I think the Lions are a rare case where they're just underrated right now. And that's, and that's what the play. And I, I think it's really the first game of the season. I have an underrated team against an overrated team. And I think I, and I think the, the Bucks being overrated, think about their wins. They they beat Minnesota in a game they got dominated in the stats mm-hmm. and Minnesota turned it over. Who'd you have times. in that game? Uh I didn't have that. I didn't have yes, you did. Did I have Minnesota yeah, in that game? Yeah, yeah, oh, maybe yeah. I did. six. It's one of my one of my seven losers this season. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> but then they beat the Bears, who also gave them two two turnovers in that game. And then they played Derek Carr. They played the Saints when Derek Carr didn't practice all week. Decides, Ooh. I'm just going to show up and play football, and he stunk. It, I don't. They've had a lot I of turnover that. luck. They've had the best turnover margin in in the league. I think so, golf so protects the football. Let's look at the. That's a good one. Let's look at the turnover EPA um, or the luck factor. Where's Tampa Bay and where's Detroit on that one? Tampa Bay's gotten eight points lucky on turn on their own turnovers, and Detroit. About even minus one lock on their own turnovers. Okay, and how about on the opponents? On the opponents, Tampa Bay has gotten unlucky by five points. Detroit's gotten unlucky by two points. All right, so really turnovers, at least EPA wise, are pretty much down the middle. Yeah. Okay. How how's the whole luck factors? All the luck factors added up. Um, Detroit's gotten very lucky. Thirty-three points on the season. Bucks fourteen. Oh, now what are the elements of the Detroit luck? The Detroit Lions, they got... See, the thing I think we need to calibrate just a little bit is the third downs yeah. and, and the late... Half of it's late down. 17 of the 33 points yeah. is late down. And that's... Um, it's mostly defense. They've gotten... Other teams have done very badly on third down. 18 points of variance for their defense on, on third downs. 
That's the best bets, and we gave you one, two, three, four, five of them. The only reason why I wasn't on this, because oh. everybody else is on it, and I didn't pick this. You're not as sharp as I is, Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, I do have slight hesitation with Jared Goff on the road. He's much different than he is at home. At home since 2020, 19-8 against the spread on the road. 14 and 11. We know there's a difference between playing 14 and 11. That's ATS. the bad that's the bad yeah. one. But we okay. know but indoor in his career, he's 28 and 14 outdoors 33 33 and 2. We I, know there's a difference between golf indoors and outdoors. And then I saw this stat. But, but, but let's be candid, isn't that a proxy for bad weather? Could be or it could and just Tampa. be grass. I don't know. Um and then I saw this random stat here and I don't know what it means, but it, I thought it was interesting. Teams who go from a home game to then playing a road game in Florida are, they don't do well over the last 20 years. So I narrowed it down with McKenzie's help. What's the numbers? To Tampa. Well, specifically to Tampa Mm -hmm. now. So from 2012 on, if you were home and then you go to Tampa, you're 26 and 35 straight up. What about AGS? 25, 31, and 5 ATS. I don't think that's anything. Walk by rule. We assume there's a little bit of weather at some point, like the heat and all that. Well, I always think late in in the year it's an advantage for the Florida teams, and I always like betting against the cold weather teams later in the year that go to Florida because, you know, there's something about your mentality. It's like a vacation. You get out of the cold, but it's still early enough in the year that it's not that cold in Detroit to go to Tampa Bay. And 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 I do do like that handicap of the – like when it's December in Minnesota. <sighs> yeah, and then you go play in Miami or Jacksonville or Tampa, and then all of a sudden you get off the plane and your body just acts differently. And it's not just it's not just the game, but it's like the Saturday night before. You know, yeah. it's just like. But I mean, do you do you think that for Arizona? Do you think that for Texas? Like, where's the? Not no, as much. I no. think about it for South Florida. Yeah. Well, I but think I, part of, I yeah. think part of Florida is it's a distraction too in yeah. theory, right? Yeah. I mean, Miami especially the theory. Okay. You know, um, I wouldn't think that about Tampa is all I'm saying, or Jacksonville. Tampa has Mons the Venus. rumor is they the have strippers some of the best in Jacksonville strip, yeah. don't even have teeth. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> haven't been haven't been in Austin all that time. I mean, you understand that, right? Well, Austin's got some good strip clubs, my friend. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I hope they win the big parlay. The yellow rose, out. my friend. Hmm, hmm I'm confused. There's Asians down there nope, stripping? Nope, the Yellow Rose, all, oh. all co-eds You're thinking university. of university. You're thinking of, uh, oh. of Robert Kraft. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm I'm very naive. I've only, I'm a, there's an old Woody Allen movie, well, Annie Hall, where, um, or Manhattan, where uh, Diane Keaton would always say, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm from Philadelphia. <laughs> it was like, that meant she was square, right? Like, she didn't know what the New Yorkers were saying. So, I don't know what you're saying. Sorry. I'm just from Vegas. Last thing I'll say is Tampa Bay on the, the line of scrimmage EPA is 15th and Detroit is 7th. So it's like every number has it. It's wild the way Tampa has been w- between like 15 and 17 in every number. All right, Fez, we're going to the four-way. All right, four-way. Arizona Cardinals catching seven against mm-hmm. the Rams. Now, I'll be the first to admit I, I had the Rams too low in my power rating. So I looked at this and I said, you know what? The Browns probably should be right in the middle of the league, all right? Mm-hmm. But even if I make them right in the middle of the league, a zero, and I make Arizona minus five, I'm not on an island. That's, I think I got them low at minus five. That makes it five on a neutral. 
The Rams have at most like a one-point home field advantage, so I can only get to six, and I'm getting seven. You got key numbers of six and seven here. Right, um, so Cooper cut back. Yeah. I mean, um, so you're accounting for that. Yes. And the I mean, the, the point is that the other receivers were doing perfectly well without him. Um, the Rams, I mean, Cooper Cup, you look at the Rams, the, the prior before the season started, the Rams were supposed to win six and a half games. Are we suddenly going to make them a better than average team? I think that's a leap of faith. Well, I think the market is. Um, here's what I'll say. I think the Rams have been held down the last two weeks because of that decision to go home after the Monday night game against Cincy. Mm. Uh, the Indy mm-hmm. and, and Cincy, yes. So they, they Think about it. Their second, halves, travel. their second halves were a lot worse than the first halves in both of those games. Definitely the Bengal game, they wore out completely. And, and that was the first of three then, right? So... Then they went home last week, and the theory is they should be rested, but it's like, you know, they still felt like, and plus they played such a physical game. It does feel like this week being home again that they can, um, they probably have caught their breath. I agree with that, that, they, that you could make the case the last two weeks were bad travel spots, and this one is a good spot that mm-hmm. they're back to back home. That's now, a good point. If you look at the Rams, uh, let's just kind of do a quick rundown. How good are the Rams? Yes. So we've got them um, overall on. Uh, Let's look at uh, success rate first. The Rams are number 10. So we got them 10. And that's just pure stats. So no Cooper Cup. That's offense. uh, No, that's overall. Oh, really? Okay. That surprised me. So uh, offense, the Rams were ninth. And defense, they were 20th. Um, And I I do a 60-40 split to offense. Um, Okay. Line of scrimmage, Rams are uh, eighth. Let me make sure I'm right about that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth. They're ninth. And that's uh, – or oh, oh, actually, check that. Yep, ninth. Okay. So we're right there, right? And then finally, if we look at the five metrics, we got the Rams at 15th. And where you got Arizona? Arizona, if we look at the five metrics, is 29th. Five points worse than an average team. What do you have them for? Five points worse. Okay. And then I think they're a little better in some of these other ones. So looking at it, Arizona is 25th in line of scrimmage. And finally, Arizona is 26th in series success. So it's right line. So it all up. looks like five on a neutral, right? And and now you got a team without much of a home field yeah. advantage that's laying seven. I, I yeah. you know it, I'd like to say, you know, hey, the, this line's off by three and a half points on my numbers, but it just doesn't happen in 2023. I want to press the button on Fez. I don't have. Oh, I like here, it. But I'm going like to press it. the button. No, you don't have the you don't have the button. You can't. You don't want it. You don't want the button. Want I want the button. Let's go. Let's go. So my my thought is the the Rams' weakness is their offensive line. I don't see how Arizona exposes it. They didn't touch Joe Burrow last week. They are 30th in pass rush win rate, which let their secondary they, – they don't have a lot of talent in the secondary. They just got carved up with no pass rush. Stafford, when he's under pressure this year, is 24th out of 28 QBs. When he's got a clean pocket, he's the fourth highest graded quarterback in the league. I, I think he has a big day. Uh, and the Cardinals, now without James Conner, their backup, Keontae Ingram, had a no-contact practice today because he's got a neck injury. Uh, their best wide receiver, Marquise Brown, was a DNP today at practice. Their best safety, Jalen Thompson, was a DNP at practice today. I, I think this Arizona team is really kind of starting to get exposed 
for just not having the talent that you need to compete week in and week out. I think they they fought hard the first couple weeks. We're going to see them fall off and become what they really are, which is a, a pretty bad football team. And did you mention McVay owning the Cardinals? Yeah, this I, I did. This I is didn't your division. This is all your stats, you know. Yeah, normally I do that, but I didn't. I didn't want to throw that out there because there's no Cliff Kingsbury. McVay has absolutely dominated the Cardinals, but Cliff is gone now, so I don't know what that'll look like. I got to be honest. That was the. That was that could if if AJ becomes a world class handicapper, they'll point to that moment that he he said Fez Steve Fezzik, I disagree. Presses the button and he rattles off stat after stat. I'm not saying I even agree with him. I I kind of lean well. I kind of do agree with him. I lean Rams here, but it was so impressive. It was, and and frankly, I was per- perfectly fine saying, you know, Arizona's going to give up the points, and the Rams are going to get 28, but they're going to give up 25 back. I like the over, but these injuries, absolutely, that is concerning. You know, it's you know, what soundbite you needed, what, Mr. Gambini? That was a lucid. <laughs> Well thought out, intelligent objection. No, what, no, overruled. <laughs> What's that from? My cousin. Vinny. Okay, okay. I've seen that, but it, it was like on TBS. You know, it was that was good. That was good. Damn, let's bottle that up. All right. So, Fez, are you you're worried right now a little bit? I'm worried about the fact that I bet the over also, and the yeah. and and Arizona. How many points are they going to get if they're not at full strength? Yes, we, we, you know, especially I, I dismissed James Conner being out. And I was like, yeah, as a running back, doesn't matter. All right, so good stuff there. Crossfire, and then remember for new listeners, any bet can be crossfired by anyone. Three hundred dollar auto bet, three hundred cash, no vig, no vig. That's why you want to have more action. I like that. Seventeen and seven and one, and he's stepping up. You haven't done that with me, though. That's smart. <laughs> okay. Next up, I had Jacksonville as my four-weight against the world. So now we go to Scott's four-weight. I had Indy against you. <laughs> okay. Let's go to AJ. I'm going to go with Cincinnati Bengals, minus two and a half for my four-weight. And I said I'm going to wait till I see Joe Burrow look like Joe Burrow before I back the Bengals. We got it last week. And now I think we're getting a cheap number. And I'm not, I listen. I don't know if Joe Burrow's all the way back. I tend to think he's not. But if I can get less than a field goal, I, I, I feel like I have to feel good about it. Uh, I think they're the Bengals are still getting treated like based on their record. They've been bad. But let's think about this. No, 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 no. If I'm not saying you're wrong about the pick, but if since he were playing, if they were valued like they were last week, I mean, we can look at it. The look ahead line in this game. Well, it, it was, was two and a half. It, well, yeah, close to, but okay. Huh. It feels like they've been up. I mean, let's think about it. Let, let's go back to Arizona. So the game was at Arizona, and the line was three. Yes. Okay. So that meant that they were, let's think, if it was a new, uh, so what, what do we give, one four and a half? One, because the key number three. So four better. We're saying San, that since he was a minus one, well, yeah, since he was a minus one, Arizona was a minus five. Okay, so now by saying they're pretty much even with Seattle, we're saying they're a plus one or plus. So they've been upgraded like two, two and a half points. Yes, but the look ahead hardly uh, didn't represent we that. Talk, we talked about we should have we 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 got lucky yeah. we didn't bet yeah, Seattle. Yeah, Monday because okay. we should have bet. Yeah, on, and check this out on the Monday pod that RJ and I did. Mm-hmm. So we got lucky that we didn't bet some of these look aheads because it, as it turned out, they they uh, like we should have bet Dallas and we should have bet Seattle. There were some numbers that didn't make sense, but we didn't we didn't 
clue into it, and now the events have led it where those sides wouldn't be so sweet. Right, that we're back to where we were. Um, but I got to be honest, though, I think it's a great spot for Seattle because, like, McKenzie did the research, uh, uh, pregame research under yeah. RJ's direction. Uh, by, by teams, the mm-hmm. number one spot you want, they want that by team as a dog on the road, right? And okay. that's, and that's where, where Seattle's falling here. Yeah, I agree with the road part, especially. Um, though in the last couple of years, that hasn't been as much. It's funny how these things just have and flow, and eventually we think it's all small sample size to some degree, mm. meaning the big distinctions of you know division games, home not meaning as much, and then for a couple of years it means more. So, But I, hmm, they're off a bye. Since he, I, I think here's the thing. I think if Cincy's defense is what we expected them to be early in the year and Burrow is back, if this was the team we expected, like if this was a summer line. So I would say Seattle's a little bit better than we expected, right? Agreed. Okay, point, point and a half? One point better. All right. So the summer line was Cincy four and a half. Okay, let's call it three and a half because of – Seattle upgraded now, right? Like, meaning if we knew how good Seattle was, the summer line would be three and a half. Oh, I see where you're going Right? Here. So what I'm saying is there's still built in a sense of since he's D's not as good and a sense that Burrow still might not be back 100%. And no question, we got to build some of that in to the point where, correct me if you disagree, the fact that, all right, the, the, just say Seattle was playing the same and the summer line was three and a half just to make it simple, okay? So let's make it all about Cincinnati. Well, if the summer line was three and a half, then how the hell can we get to three? Because Cincy's not nearly as good as what we thought they were going to be. They were supposed to win 11 games. But it's two and a half, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it's going three. Okay. It's going Uh, three, and at three, I think we got to bet Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's actually, let's think about it, though it's hard to have great value on both sides. You could lay two and a half and take three and and be, you know, break even in theory, right? 20 cents. Exactly. Yeah. Seattle okay. is Seattle has lost their last three games after the bye. So they're mm. 0-3 the last three years. Geno Smith in his career is 0-3. Uh, two with Seattle, one with the Jets after a bye, both straight up in ATS. He he started well, last year. It must have been. Okay. Um, and one, one of the things that I worried about was I, I was looking at, because I know Cincinnati is weak against a pass rush, so I looked up and I was like, oh, Seattle, they've got some good, some good pressure numbers. But then I realized – their pressure numbers are all out of whack because they played the Giants. And those numbers, like, that's not real. That's not a real offensive line. They so, played the Panthers before that. They, they played the two worst offensive lines in the league. So, yeah, their pressure numbers look pretty good. I, I don't believe that there's some great pass-rushing team, though. Anyone that says there's not momentum, he's talking in a different register. I mean, it's like there's a con- – I mean, if I was just watching this show, I think that's the alpha – that or listening, that's there's, the alpha. There's a swagger to it. There's a swagger to it. Right him. after he completely assassinated my handicap on you, the other you play. Think, you think AJ? Would... I don't think that's the right term, Fest. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, that was pretty good. That was good. And you know what's funny? He didn't. We had an off. We had a conversation during the break. That's a little macabre, so we won't bring it up. But um, it wasn't sports related. But. Um, a lot of people would have been so happy they had that line. Like his brain lit up when he had that line, but he slow. He he delivered it slow. That was nice. That like he took his time. I like that. A lot of people would have. <laughs> they would have stumbled over it. That's pretty good. All right, you're fired. Um, <laughs> 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 Let me tell you a little saying. Of mine. 
All right. I, I also think there's something to this is what Joe Burrow does every year. Like he, there's the slow start, and then mm, he it's figures more it out. That, though I mean, he was physically limited. But la- last week he he was moving around. He didn't. Well, look at physically some point you got to get better. No, I agree with you, but I don't think this is about the prior years. It's the same thing. I think this year it was physical. But you want to buy in when he's when he's no, not limited. I, 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 I still think he's limited. Like in fact, even when one of his bomb to chase, to just his mechanics and the like. Yeah, he did a hop stuff. Yeah. But I would say this: the film people I've listened to say it was night and day. That I agree with. So if that means that time is starting to matter, so if it continues to matter, that he's going to be better this week, meaning the healing process. Um, here's the question. Is if since he is as good as we expected, then this is a great bet. If Burrow is, there's two question marks, defense and Burrow. If Burrow's 100% or close and the D's bad, I still think it's a good bet because I think let's call it a point through three, half of it's defense, half of it's Burrow. Yeah. The only way you've got a bad bet, I think, is if Burrow's still really hobbled and the defense still is underperforming. Or... He could get hobbled during the game because mm-hmm. it might be more but, prone. But if that's what you're worried about, it's a good bet because that's going to happen not often, right? Probably 10%. All right, that's good. AJ's rolling. Damn. All right. Who's next? Scott. So my four. Uh, oh, you did your four. Yeah, did my four. We did all of our fours. All right, so it's three time. Mm-hmm. Fez is three. Fez is you Detroit, did, you're yep. going to win that bet, RJ. That's your best bet. My, oh. I'm done, though. Yes. I'm I'm, du- I'm duplicated. So here's oh. where we're at now. We're at RJ and my three-weight, which All right. is Monday Night Football, the Chargers, two-and-a-half, catching two-and-a-half against Dallas. All right. I've got a couple things that I'll go first, and you'll fill it out, I'm sure, is obviously w- Williams is out, right? Yep. Done for the year. Done for the year. But I think – what we saw for San Francisco is Dallas has a really good pressure unit, meaning they, they got the rush. But when they don't get there, especially post-injury to Diggs, they don't have much good back-end play. So the question is, how good is Herbert avoiding the rush, getting the ball out quick? The best. Yeah, he's one of the five, <laughs> he's one of the five best quarterbacks avoiding taking sacks relative to pressure rate. And I think that's the driver in this game is the kind of Dallas is going to struggle against those really fast, you know, to get the ball out quarterbacks. There's not many of them. Right. But 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 Herbert's one and Purdy's one Mm -hmm. and two is one. I don't know if they play. But to me, there's not many of them. And when Dallas plays a team like a Chicago, like a Washington Guys that hold the ball, they can beat strip sack city. I think that this is a good matchup for the Chargers. And I think the Dallas defense, let's not forget Kellen, Kellen Moore, right, Kellen? Mm-hmm. OC with the Chargers was the OC in Dallas. Mm-hmm. He understands Dak pretty well. And also, if you actually look at the um coverage numbers where they actually have these chips now, so they can tell if someone's open or not, Dallas is getting nobody open. And a lot of people are saying it's a lack of ingenuity, a lack of creativity schematically. Because whatever, I wasn't a big Moore fan, but I think he was clever, right? Dallas isn't clever anymore. And I'm not sure they got the horses to, to, you know, the receiving core is not that great. It's fine. 
but they're not getting open. So I think the Chargers and the Chargers are healthier, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously with you know Williams being an exception, he's out for the year. To me, that's why. Now listen, anyone's going to say. Dallas is going to be the home team effectively with the crowd. Okay, let's accept that. But still, getting two and a half, I like the Chargers. I like the Chargers. You mentioned Kellen Moore, and I think that's a big factor here in this game, going up against the team that he is extremely familiar with, with something to prove. And I think that there's no body, like, there's no Trayvon Diggs to cover Keenan Allen. And I think that's going to be a big issue for the Cowboys defensively. And then you look at the Cowboys coming off that beatdown at the hands of the 49ers last week. Here's an interesting stat. Teams after the play, after playing the 49ers, 2-19 straight up, 4-15-2 against the spread since the start of last year. Wow. Going back to 2020, 17-39 straight up, 21-33-2 ATS. The They're- 49ers physically beat you up. I think it's mental too because I think it's fatiguing yep. going against that that yep. scheme. I, I not just that, but this week Micah Parsons is still talking about the t-shirt George Kittle's wearing. Yeah. They're still they're so worried about the 49ers they can't be focusing. Why don't you have the Chargers? I do. I have oh. a derivative. Oh. Uh, I mine's it's my two weight. The derivative is. Which is? Uh it's the first half uh plus 1 point for the Chargers and here's why. There's some numbers about Herbert. Herbert, 15-7 ATS in the first half since the start of last season. He's 11-2 ATS in the first half in primetime. 2-10-1 mm. in the second half of those same games. That's where character comes in, I think. I think so. It's <laughs> got to be. So I just, like, he's just been so good early, and I think with the, you know, the mm. Chargers off a of bye, they're going to have a lot of stuff planned out early. The, the, like you said, the, the Niners game being such a physical game for the Cowboys, I think early is a great time to jump on the Chargers here. You can't spell MVP without AJ. Chargers going to charge her late in the game. I don't trust them. Uh-huh. So I'm going to play three derivatives. All right. I'm taking first quarter, second quarter, and third quarter, all of them plus a half at various bigs. <laughs> now, why, now why third quarter with the numbers AJ's putting out? Maybe you want to press a button on his third quarter? No. Okay. I'm confident in the Chargers until late in the game. So, oh. and I don't want to get just play the first quarter and then they lose the, the the coin toss and Dallas starts with the ball and I'm immediately I'm up against. Them. I'm hoping they have a chance to go for it on their own 22 in the second quarter. It's just you know. <laughs> and another thing is when you look, we we talked early in the season about the Cowboys defense. Cowboys defense looks so legit. Well, right now, if you look at the 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 quarterbacks they've seen, Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, forty million dollar man, Josh Dobbs. And Mac Jones, and Ooh. then they got destroyed by Brock Purdy. Like, yeah, he he was too pedigreed. Yeah, uh, I think I think Justin Herbert's going to do well against his defense. Well, AJ's had taken a lot of mic time on this. Doing great, having a derivative. Uh, yeah. uh, and, and there's there's another stat here: the Cowboys are playing their second straight primetime game. I think sometimes if you lose the first one, it's going to make sense that you're going to be motivated. The market maybe moved against you, but I think this is a hangover situation. I think it's a situation where Dallas is still. As AJ said, thinking about that game, that was the team they needed to beat to prove to themselves yeah. they can take the next step in the playoffs. And not only did they lose, it's like you're in a different universe. How can Dallas feel good with Jerry Jones being, you know, counting, you know, he's got the actuarial tables out to see how many more Super Bowls he's got the chance to win. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that it's pressure city in Dallas. Yeah. And it's not a good thing. Yeah, I is agree. That, is that right, sir? AJ sounds good to me. They I, went from being like having the tiebreak over San Fran to being two and a half games behind. 
I mean, and plus the odds now of them winning the division is like minuscule. Yeah. So now they're going to have to go on the road multiple times. AJ, I'm going to hopefully you'll talk yourself out a little bit. You want to take over doing the announcing the game? Yeah, we'll go to your uh, your two weight next, which is on the Giants and Bills game. Okay. You've got a derivative. I like Giants team total under 14 and a half. Yep. And remember, when you do things like team totals, it's possible it falls 15. It's possible it falls 16. But usually between 14 and 17 is pretty dead. So it's one of those things, the number being low doesn't hurt. Like we kind of lose some points that don't really matter as much. They matter. Every point matters, but they don't matter mm -hmm. as much. Um, I think that Buffalo losing now white to AJ, hold your earmuffs, losing white two weeks ago when AJ was gone and losing, what was that linebacker's name? Milano. Milano, who a lot of people that are sharp say he was the most important defender and it wasn't even close. Is that how you saw it? I agree. Now, you're thinking, RJ, you're playing under for the opponent because I think this is going to be one against a weak opponent. They're going to step up and say, let's do it. Let's prove this is going to be like they have more motivation defensively than maybe, or let's just say as much motivation defensively as any game this year because they want to prove they're still good. They put, if they give up 20, even if they win 31 28, what's the narrative going to be? They're, uh, Their defense they're is compromised. Screwed. Yeah. yeah. If they sh shut out or keep them to 10 point, whatever, it's what the Bills want. It's the validation they want. To me, this is all motivation, and they don't need a Milano to hold down the Giants. Any because, concerns about coming home from London? Does it, I mean, does it show up on D? I mean, <coughs> excuse me, maybe think, it does. I think it does. Maybe it does. Because um, in theory, when I looked into what Scott, excuse my cough, I looked into what Scott said about when the team comes back, what happens. Mm -hmm. Well, oftentimes it's the other team that's scoring more points. It's not that they score less. Yeah. So that kind of is – so let's just say this. As I think about that, that causes me to like this a little less. But it, it, I know this much. They lost. They're mad. They want to prove something. They're mad. I think that trumps this fatigue a little bit. But it does – I would probably flip this with my one now. In, in fact, I will. So I'm going to flip this. We'll make this my one way. And then I'm going to have my two-way here coming up in a little bit. And that's, that is seven and four to the team total over for the opponents. What's of going the on 11 with, times that the teams have come back. What's mm -hmm. going on with Danny Dimes and his health? Danny Dimes is going to play. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's probably good for the Buffalo Bills because Daniel Jones can't play in primetime. Uh, well, plus he can't. When he's hurt, yes. there's certain quarterbacks that play a lot worse mm -hmm. when they're hurt and others don't. He plays, but I mean, he hurt his neck and it was like half a season last two years ago. I think we have to talk like – the conversation should not be about Kirk Cousins outside the window anymore. It should be about Daniel Jones outside the window. Mm. Daniel Jones outside of one o'clock Eastern time, five and twenty straight up, eleven and fourteen ATS. He's lost five straight against the spread outside the one o'clock window, and at night he they doesn't perform well in prime time. And you mentioned without Milano, like how they can create pressure. The the Buffalo Bills, they don't need to blitz in order to get pressure on Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has been sacked 28 times this season. That's the second most in the NFL. And he's doing it be, by being uh, 23rd in times blitzed, but yet second most pressures. 
So teams are getting through to Daniel Jones without blitzing them. So I don't. I think the fact that you're missing a couple of defensive players and a linebacker like Milano, well, they don't need the blitz. The Bills will get to Daniel Jones without blitzing. And the Bills, one of the things that they do probably more than any team in the league is rotate in and out their defensive mm-hmm. linemen. And so losing Daquan Jones is a big deal. He's, he's a great player, but it just means more time for Epinesa on the field, more time for Ed Oliver on the field. Like So it, it's... They they don't they're not going to drop off to lesser players. It just means that there's, there's going to be less rotation uh, on that defensive front. And you know what? I'm going to kind of piggyback with RJ here a little bit with his team total under on the Giants. But I'm, I'm going to go with a derivative in a different way. But it's fading the Giants. I'm going to go Bills in the first half. And the reason why I say that is because the Giants this season have scored one touchdown in the first half, and that came on a pick six against the Dolphins. They have not scored an offensive touchdown in the first half of this season. So they get a miracle cover, getting seven and a half against Miami yep. when they should have lost by eighteen, and because they they get a fourteen point turnaround, and now they're you turn right around and you're playing a comparable team, and they're only catching eight. Yep. So that's interesting. Is there going to be a my there will be a Miami team total first half, right? Sure. Or, I'm sorry, check that. Um, yeah, Buffalo. Giants. Yeah. So, but I'm talking Giants, though. Is so if if it's if it's fourteen and a half, are you getting seven and a half in the first yep, half? Seven and a half in the first half. Massive vig though. Massive vig. What's the vig? Uh minus one fifty, minus okay. one seventy five. All right, all right, all right. Mm. I was hoping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I like uh, no, I'm I'm gonna be on the bills in the first half. All right, let's keep it rolling. All right, let's go to the uh let's go next to the New England Patriots, Las Vegas Raiders, where Scott has a two weight. Yeah, I'm going with the Vegas Raiders, playing with a lot of momentum, uh coming off the win last week. And this is a spot that I bet you Josh McDaniels has had circled on his calendar ever since the schedule came out. And the bottom line is the Patriots offense is absolutely pathetic. And I don't know why Bill Belichick just insists on still rolling Mac Jones out there as his quarterback because they're averaging 0.87 points per drive this season. That's the lowest in the NFL. Mac Jones has lost 12 straight games, both straight up in ATS, as an underdog. The Patriots are not a good football team. If not for one blown coverage against the Jets, I say it every week, if not for that one play, they would be winless on the season. And this spread I think it's only three because it's the idea of Bill Belichick against his former protege. Because the 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 the, the Vegas Raiders are better than New England, and they should be laying more than three. I understand there's no real home field advantage, but New England's a terrible football team. Now let's address that. No home. And without field. Matthew Judon, without Christian Gonzalez, the strength of that team was their defense. Not anymore. Let's address the no home field advantage because I could make the case that this is the one game the Raiders are indeed at home. Now going back even to preseason, so the Raiders played San Francisco, the Niners take over the stadium, then RJ Steelers they take over the stadium, even the Ra- Packers. Left. Packers take over the stadium. Well, how many New England fans are going to want to? come and support their team, given none. I mean, after all the success they've had, this is the first game all year that the Raiders are actually going to have a home field crowd advantage. I like it. My thought was, I I, kind of wanted to workshop this with you guys. I'm leaning to the under here, under 41 and a half. I I, I mean, obviously, Mac Jones, you mentioned he's been dreadful, especially as a, a, a favorite or an underdog. But he's like the—he's basically the love child of Zach Wilson and Kenny Pickett. Like he—he he couldn't be much worse than he's been. And we know that Belichick—he knows McDaniel's, he knows Garoppolo. Like it feels like Belichick's going to limit the offense for the Raiders. The Patriots' offense is going to limit itself. Yeah, but Might I don't be think the worst the, offense in the league. 
I don't think the Patriots have the horses to do it anymore. I mean, with Judon Hurt and Gonzalez out, yeah, they signed J.C. They, they traded back for J.C. Jackson, but this is not the same Patriots defense that we've grown accustomed to seeing. Like, the strength was, oh, the Patriots defense, Patriots defense. They gave up 34 points to the New Orleans Saints last week. Like, the Saints are not a good offense. And they gave up 34. I know some of those scores came defensively, but Derek Carr still threw for two touchdowns. Kamara still ran for a touchdown. There had been, like, 10 straight St. Unders, and like in every one of those games, mm-hmm. both teams had scored like 21 points or less. You know, that it, so it was, it was really remarkable that Saints got so many points. So I cost RJ money on a trend last week where Atlanta had scored under 10 points back to back games. And it turns out when you have that situation, well, no, no, no. It, I mean, I like that too for another reason. So, but, but yeah, we had multiple trends saying over in that Atlanta situation. So, so where I'm going here is so New England applies, and I don't think, I, I think this is one that I don't like backing. They apply to the same trend Atlanta had, namely, they've scored less than 10 points the last two weeks. So the databases will say we're supposed to play New England, we're supposed to play over, but I think this is a different animal. This is a, there's something clearly wrong. With everything and with the New England offense, right? So here's my thoughts. I didn't fall into the trap last week, but I really like New England. I like the under in that game, which it still came in. But my thinking was that Belichick against one-dimensional quarterbacks doesn't matter if he's a little limited player-wise. He's fine. The fact that the Saints did that, that was their best offensive performance in, since Drew Brees, maybe? Mm. Is and then on Monday, don't miss the show. Well, Monday taping, Tuesday release in the early morning. There was talk from Patriots.com we read saying that though we don't know exactly what, we think there's something happening here that is yet to be disclosed. There's all kind of talk like, like the, Malik Cunningham being the quarterback. Well, no, something. no, no. They're saying like the, the drama that's happening oh. in the building. Mm. Now that's Patriots.com. They're not doing that without an okay from someone, and it's not Belichick okay in it. So to me, it feels like for the first time you're seeing the 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 groundwork laid to get rid of Belichick. Mm-hmm. And to me, who knows what kind of distraction that's going to be. So I, I am flat. Of all the games I've ever seen, the Patriots laying such an egg in that game, it just doesn't – I mean, Belichick's 67% against the spread after a loss. After two losses – he had never lost. Again, you could say it's Tom Brady. Listen, Tom Brady was a hell of a quarterback. So was um, Drew Brees. So was Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, I guess was. And so was Peyton Manning. But they never had this. I mean, like, listen, without Brady, it would have never happened. But I'm not sure how many more. If Drew Brees was with the Patriots, how many do they win? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. But what I, I, I think it's at least three or four. I think so. I don't know. I don't care about divvying up the the credit. But what I know is this team defensively was great whenever they lost a game, mm. and they had lost two before the Saints, and they got dominated at home. Something's different. I just got to back off and wait myself. I think that, and I tweeted it out. Like, how much longer does Belichick want to do this for? Well, see, that's the thing. No one gets. This is what he does. No, it's like this. It just, it, just, it feels like it feels like he doesn't take breaks. It just feels like the the game has evolved. And, no, no, and, it hasn't. And, and it hasn't. He's, he's twenty. He's twenty six and thirty yeah. since Brady so, left. So think about that. 
How many look at other quarterback, other teams that had quarterbacks as bad as Mac Jones? Mm-hmm. What's their record? Who has the best record with a quarterback in the bottom half of the league? O'Brien. O'Brien, what? O'Brien had Deshaun Watson for the majority. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, but that was a prior era when quarterbacks weren't as important, right? But he's the only guy I can think of that consistently won nine games and went to a wild card without a But they were in a very easy division at the time. Yes. And, you know. But still, he won. Yeah, no, I agree. I was a defender of O'Brien for a long time. But what I'm saying is that was 2014, 15. I mean, And that's the only one I can think of. But you'd agree the quarterback's so much more important now than they was even back then. Sure. So, like, to me, you look, I'm not saying celebrate it, but I'm saying that's about as good as a record as you're going to get. Now, you could say blame him for the quarterback because he picked them. But that's not the coaching, right? Maybe he shouldn't be GM anymore. Maybe he shouldn't have both jobs. But coaching-wise, just think back. Last Was it last year against the Chargers, or was it two years ago? They won like 42. 35-0, that was two years ago. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like if he goes up against a non-elite coach, he usually takes his pants off. Rookie quarter, look what he's done to the Jets. Mm-hmm. I mean, what I'm saying is, is he the very best coach in the league? Hmm, I don't know. But I'm, I guarantee he's a top 10 coach. I mean, I think he's a top three, but I mean, I guarantee he's top 10. But should he? And here's the other thing. He's gotten so thin. Don't forget Ernie Adams, who is not a big known name, but he was the, a good friend of Belichick from high school who was head of research for 30 years with Belichick. He left like two years ago, three years ago. Uh What's the Nick O line? Well, oh. yeah, yeah, but but the O line coach Scantinelli or whatever. What's his name? Scantinelli. Scarnelli. Uh, Scarnelli yeah, yeah. yeah, he one of the great line coaches in history. He left what two years ago? Scarnelli. Yeah. yeah, it's a situation where, and he's not hiring from the outside because he doesn't want the 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 rumor is he doesn't want to have to teach someone from the ground up, and now he's got multiple kids there. Are they good? I have no idea. But the guy's 71, 72 years old. He can't do everyone's job. So I think he's at fault administratively, probably. He's probably at fault GM-wise. Though, here's my question. Which team, even with an elite quarterback, kept winning and kept winning? Meaning, once you're drafting 32, you know, 32, 31, 30, it's hard to keep winning. Kansas City Chiefs. They're it. And, and I mean, and Mahomes has been... Un, I mean, maybe the best quarterback for the, for a short period of time we've ever seen, right? And there sure. was there was still a lot of skepticism when they had to trade one of their best players last year. So I guess what I'm saying, and and let's be candid, what is this now? Four years the Kansas City's done it? Five? We'll yeah, talk but the first three or four don't don't count exactly on the salary cap. So yeah. what they did last year was pretty amazing. Yeah. I agree, but. Let them do it another iteration where all these, you know, meaning that, that, that if it's 10 years of it, and Belichick did it for 20, mm-hmm. right? So at some point you're going to run out of talent, right? Because even, think about it. Let's say you got guys from rookie year to year 12, let's say playing. So that means where you drafted 12 years ago still matters. So when you've drafted for 20 years at the in the in getting picks taken, not to mention that, <laughs> it, it they were thin. Mm-hmm. Brady was smart to get out of there. Belichick could have left New England and went to the Chargers or went to Team <laughs> X that has a good team. And I mean he probably would have got the Philly job if he wasn't that the first year that um the new Philly coach was the same year Brady went to Tampa? Yeah, Sirianni. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
So he could probably, I don't know, there might be problems because they play in two Super Bowl. What I'm saying is he would have had almost his pick of jobs. Instead, he stayed where he was. And I knew it was going to take some time. I just think Mac Jones has set everything back three years. I would agree. But I, I don't think it's a situation where you can say, why is the guy still fumbling? Or, I mean, like, Chuck, think about it. We did a study, Fez, and I thought it was McKenzie did it, but it was before McKenzie. All Hall of Fame coaches after the age of 60. And Belichick, everyone was like, these were only Hall of Famers. Their record straight up was 52% after the age of 60. Mm-hmm. Belichick had a better record after the age of 60. Now, this was done maybe four years ago. Yeah, he went from like 74 to 76%. Yeah, between 60 to 66 or whatever, yeah. right? So now he's hitting 70. How's that affecting things? I don't know. But I know he can't do everyone's job. And I know that, you know, being a strict disciplinarian and the like, and it's got to be the Belichick Years way. changing a little bit. And, well, it's fine if I'm going to go to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you know? See, that's but, what but, I'm but, saying. But, but I don't need this bullshit when 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 when, when I'm, we're going to go five and eleven, and now like, that, he's and asking me to like like put in all these extra hours across the board. You that's know, the point that I'm suck. making, and maybe it's unfair to me to say that the game is passing him by. But I'm saying that maybe his the, the hard nosed style doesn't resonate with players anymore. Well, if that's the case, Tom Coughlin's act wore thin. Mm-hmm. It didn't it didn't work anymore, mm-hmm. and I think it's happening to Belichick with the, the modern players. But there's no sense of the players rebelling. I mean, it feels like the, the player, performance on the field certainly they're, shows. They're, it. But they're not having fun. Like you look at the Kansas City, like Andy Reid's like, you guys want to do the little the, the hurricane play? That's fine. You know, you, just let me know what plays you. Just feels run. like this game means a lot more. Josh McDaniels as well. Well, I don't think any game ever is going to. I mean, Belichick. See, that's the thing I disagree with. And you know, we can talk. I'm guessing we're going to have a time to talk about this as the season progresses because I don't think New England is getting good all of a sudden, but. I think that Be- I mean, every coach takes typically will take two years, go up to the broadcast booth, make some money. Spend. You look at Belichick's resume; it starts in 1975. He was with the Detroit Lions, and every year he's been on a team. He hasn't had one year off for what is that? 45, 48 years, 48 years. He coaches, mm-hmm. and to me. As long as an NFL team wants him to coach, and as long as he can be the win- the most winningest coach of all time, I think he'll keep coaching. I don't know if it's with New England, but I I, I don't see this being something he says, I'd rather sit around and do what? Yeah. Because he could have done it a lot of times. And McDaniels did beat him 2017 in overtime with the Broncos in 20, 2009. And they beat the Steelers, too. Uh, one last that thing. That wasn't McDaniels. That was John Fox. We talked about the, Oh, was that right? Yeah. With 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 Tebow. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess he didn't get the he didn't get the the, the get the yield from Tebow. <laughs> didn't get to eat the sweet sweet fruit. Um, if you can get a bet about Belichick leaving the Patriots before the end of the season, if it's worded that he's just not coaching them, I think it's a hell of a bet. I don't think it's beyond oh, possibility like he, so that Belichick still, quits. So, like, he's not the coach, but he's still the president and GM or whatever. No, I think oh, he quits oh, and oh, leaves. Because oh, oh, oh. remember, you probably still remember this. He was the head coach of the Jets. For one day. Not one, yeah. Who's ever done that before? He faxed it in. Yeah, I mean, what I'm saying is when he didn't hear what he wanted to hear, mm-hmm. he left. Mm-hmm. And he had no power. At this point, he had five seasons on it in his behind him, one winning season in Cleveland. And he still did that. You think he's putting up with a lot now? Mm. I, I, I mean, what I'm saying is if Kraft, if Kraft mentions something about, hey, maybe you have to give up this or that, he might just leave. And again, 
the bet would be interesting as long as I don't think he gets fired. I think there's a chance he leaves. Mm. Wow. All right. Next one. All right, let's look at Philadelphia and the Jets. Uh, no, not a, a real traditional crossfire, but we've got plays on both sides here. All right, Scott. Why, who who else? No, I, Fez. No. Right, oh. Fez, go first. No, I um, I had one wait, and I I reneged it for my charger. Okay. Same thing. I had one on. So let's Philly. be clear. Which is your charger one wait? Because you got to pick one. Uh, one third unit. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to do that. First quarter. First quarter. Uh, All plus right. Half. Now. You can advise him to do the third or third third, but for record keeping's sake, we'll keep the one. Exactly. I, yeah, no, I reneged on my Philly one and for my Washington uh, first half. All right. So better. here's what I want to do. At the end, right after this one, I want us all to read our picks. Okay. So we, we have it very clear. We'll start with AJ, the alpha. Um, <laughs> my my two weight now, and I've upgraded it, uh, is going to be Philadelphia in the first half minus three and a half. And here's my thinking. The Jets are discombobulated on offensive line. And it's easy to say, oh, whatever, but it matters. And it matters even more when there's reshuffling. And what's going to have to happen is my understanding is not only do they have to put a backup in, but it's going to be one guy comes from one position, then another, the backup goes to the other position. When that happens, that first week is usually a real problem. We know Philly's defensive line is strong. And we also know Philly is running the ball like fanatics in the second half. They're taking the air out of the ball. I mean, what nine-minute drives? Tush pushes on third down. Like, it's what is it, like third and four, and they start doing the tush push two straight times. I'm not sure at some point. I mean, that's pretty tough, right? So I, I want to get at Philly in the first half if I want to get at them. You can say it's a letdown. I mean, last week was a nice win. But the Rams isn't necessarily a rival. This is New York. It's in New York. Philly, New York. I think motivation is going to be there. I don't love playing an undefeated team thinking there's great value. But the first half, I think there is minus three and a half. I like it. You mentioned that's offensive line. I mean, Elijah Vera Tucker is their best offensive lineman. And it's not – he was versatile. Was it Achilles too? Yeah. Achilles. Oh, my god. And, and on the same field that happened last year. He got hurt last year in Denver as well. And he was out for the season. But they're grass in Denver, right? Yeah, they got to change that grass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's it's it's a shame because he was playing great and what looked great for the Jets last week, their running game. And now with the reshuffled offensive line, is Brees Hall going to have the same success, especially against Jalen Carter and this Eagles front seven? And let's be honest, what is the weakness of the Eagles? Is the the, the D passing defense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. they they are number one team in rushing defensive DVOA, which means they take away Brees Hall, and now you're saying. You got to get points from Zach Wilson. I I like your side. And you get a seven point favorite <laughs> laying three and a half first half. So we talk about like how important numbers are, and four is not a very important number for the game. Mm-hmm. Makes sense because teams down five go for two. Four is a very important first half number. Teams win 14, 14 10, 10, yeah, yeah, all the time. All right. I, I I like the team total under six and a half. I know you looked at it. You didn't like the number. I guess you wanted seventeen and a half. Or no, I'll, I'll take seventeen. Yeah, but I I just think that the the Jets they're not going to be able to move the ball without having success on the ground. And I think Philly takes away that. And I don't see Zach Wilson lighting this team up. And I and I think that Philly holding on to the ball for long stretches in the second half it helps you there too. Yep. All right. Anything else in this game? What's next? Eagles, you mentioned first no. half, 10-2 against the first half money line in their last 12 games. The first half money line? Yeah. Okay. So they've won the first half is what you're saying? Yes. 
Okay. Uh, no weights, but uh, what we've got left is Saints and Texans. Saints minus one at Houston. So you're the Houston, you know, former guy for a long time. What What are you hearing down there? I think that there was a lot of buzz, and I think the media and the market got a little bit ahead of its skis. Uh, they got over its skis on last well, week. Well, but they were leading the game with how much time left? I mean, but they were well. They were trailing with two minutes left, and they scored, and then they gave that's, up a quick that's touchdown. That's what you do when you have a. What I'm saying is, I don't think the line was the issue last week, right? Well, I guess it was. It felt. Would it fell too? It fell too. Yeah. So they pushed. They did yep. push. <laughs> I mean, and and the late number was two and a half. Everyone who bet that game won. Didn't matter who you bet on. Because yes. the theory is when you would have bet it. It opened two and yeah. a half, down to pick, back up to two and a half. Except so, when I gave my five weight on Texans plus the two. Push. I mean, I've never seen a rookie quarterback get so, go from a preseason of doubters to get so much a uh, sense of like he's a sure thing and say, wow. I mean, the film guys, it's not just the stats. So we know that he hasn't thrown an interception yet yeah. this season. But he also has the fourth most intended air yards of any quarterback this season. So it's not like he's dinking and dunking. He's throwing the ball down the field and he's not turning it over. I mean, those are high state Buckeyes can slay it. The, the problems <laughs> with the Texans is they are the worst team at running the football, 32nd in, in uh, rush DVOA. And Stroud is the lowest graded quarterback in the league under pressure. So all the work that he's done, all the good things that he's done, he's done in a, under a clean pocket which is surprising because I wouldn't think he'd had a clean pocket with the, the health of their offensive line. Uh, so this boils down to, to me, is like, do you, do you think the Saints' defense is legit, legit, or do you think they just played Mac Jones and, and looked incredible? Uh, if the Saints can pressure C.J. Stroud, I, I think the Saints are the side here. All five of the Saints' games this year have gone under, going back to last year, 11 straight unders for the Saints. And they consistently hold every opponent to 20 points or fewer. They've held their uh, 12 of the last 13 games, they've held opponents under 21 points. And they held them to what? Was it three last game? <laughs> Zero. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Zero. 69 points they were outscored in two games. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right, anything else? All right, boys, it was a good one. Now, remember... Remember, Fez is going to take us out. We're back on, remember, straight out of Vegas, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Is it Thursday? We do Thursday. Thursday so. and Friday. Mm -hmm. That's five days a week. And Fez is on there sometimes. And yep. you guys, you're getting some new guests out here. Hey, uh, Adrian Yana is going to join the show uh, tomorrow. Okay. So uh, Friday morning. He's fighting uh, in the UFC this weekend. He's got a uh, he's on the main card, and he's he's going to join our show on Friday. Excellent. Now, this SOVAM, if you're not listening to this, I can tell you, like, I start my morning with these guys. So, like, if I have to drive in the strip, put some money in, pull some money out of an account, I pop that on. It's like, I, by the way, I do play it at two times speed. So it's like an hour. <laughs> two times speed? Yeah, because AJ talks so slow. Um, sometimes I, don't I, think to, he, I, th I don't think he, he is Logie sometimes. Scott, sometimes I go one and a half, but AJ can go two you, times. You change it during? Flips back and forth. Yeah. Oh, 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 I popped through the commercials, yeah, with the 30 seconds. So it takes me it takes me 28 minutes to listen to the whole thing. And I feel like like if I go to sleep early because I'm getting older, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I like like immediately I'm up to speed on everything that's important in the sports betting world. It really is the best synopsis. Subscribe. You gotta listen to it. You get you, straight out of Vegas in the morning. It's a hell of an idea. All right. So you're gonna hear Fez take us out, but then you're gonna hear an Andre the Giant. I don't want to call it X-rated. But it's worse than X-rated. Hey. Hey. Be careful out there. So supposedly in Japan, Andre was mad at someone. I don't remember who. But he went into his room, picked him up, threw him into the bathtub, 
sat on him. He got in the tub and sat on him and fully released a defecation on him, on him in the bathtub. (laughs) I'm trying to look at who this is. Imagine that. Would you? I mean, that that could be PTSD. I'm saying for the maid. <laughs> it's there. Like I'm, I'm seeing a couple stories, uh-huh. and it doesn't say. The, uh, I don't see that story necessarily, but I see that he often because he couldn't sit, like he was too big to use a normal hotel room toilet, mm-hmm. that he would often shit in the bathtub. So he, he <laughs> like, imagine the the cleaning staff coming in the next day and finding that. Like, I mean, how big could it be? Yeah. I, I mean, that, that's insane. How's this? Scott, you're the head of, or you do good research on the net. For next, for on SOVAM, are you going to have this for the, the Thursday morning or the Friday morning? We can do this for Thursday morning. Right. Do the research and we'll verify. Okay. It. Guaranteed. All right. I can't say anything else. Talk to you next.